Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. Nerdapalooza, the world's largest nerd music festival, and with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Welcome to Flame On. I am Brian the Bear and your lovely host this evening. I have with me my cohorts in the gay and geeky mess that is Flame On. Sitting here with me, that's Oral. Hi, everyone. And then, of course, we have here Joshua, a.k.a. The Question. Joshua. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, God. Is that an air horn? Can we, yeah, like it, like an all like hip-hop songs ever. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Jason Derulo. Uh, uh, uh. I'll be your hype man. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we are fresh off of Come Out with Pride, which we're going to talk about Come here. Come Out with Pride. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Orlando's Gay Pride event. Not yeah. Gay Days. Well, our Come other Gay Pride, pride. We get two Gay Days. Which is pretty much one after the other, yeah. One's like Christmas in July, except it's June. But yeah. Um, we had a great time. We were all there. Mm-hmm. All the three of us, anyway. Well, yeah. Um, some you of us. You were there? Yeah, yeah. I marched. Oh. I was in that Duh, big parade. Sorry, I I saw you. I was like, Brett's Brian. Uh-huh, I know him. Uh-huh. Play the saxophone. But we're going to talk more about that in a minute. And of course, unfortunately for tonight, Eric, our muscle daddy, is not with us. He had some other obligations. And Jared, as we've said previously, is deep in the midst of uh, graduate school yes. and has said very publicly he will not be coming around as much as he was for the time being. So we wish him all the best. I rarely see him. And when I do see him, he's not frazzled, but you can tell he's been working a lot. Well, they push you in that program. I saw him in a mocap suit. I, yes. mean, I want to ask him about that. Yes, I saw Gollum? that too. I don't know what he was doing. That would be a but... great segment next time uh, he's on. <laughs> now, uh, we're going to start with some movie news. And uh, there's been a few interesting tidbits. It's kind of slow right now, movie-wise. Like, There's not been any big, big releases. But I think the the sort of stuff is percolating. News is coming out about what's coming in the next couple of years with some casting information about the uh, upcoming Avengers movie, which is, what, like 2015? Mm-hmm. It's like a ways out. Yeah. Now, I have to ask, because uh, we have a couple different things that were uh, revealed. Is it true 
that Scarlet Witch has been cast because I have seen stuff that says otherwise. Um, none of this is official, but it's all but confirmed. Okay, is what I'm going to say. Okay, and it's an Olsen, not an Olsen twin, and it's an Olsen. Oh God! It's but Elizabeth it's Olsen. Olsen has been cast as a Scarlet Witch, and I've never seen her in anything. Neither have I, and so I. Which you know what I? I was talking to someone today. I am really biased, um, and I feel like I cannot be trusted because. Once this movie comes out, I never thought I'd see Scarlet Witch in a video game. And then, like, X-Men Legends came out. (laughs) I'm sorry, Legends 2. And then I'm like, oh, well, that's the best I'm ever going to get. So now that she's in a movie, I'm probably going to think this movie is, like, heaven sent. And it might be awful. It probably (laughs) won't be. Well, and you should mention why, of course, you are the Scarlet Bitch. Yeah, she's my all-time favorite character. (laughs) Um, even before I knew Eric, when I played Legends 2, it was Gene and, and Wanda. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I just want a side note for that game. I loved being the Scarlet Witch because she had hex bolts. Mm-hmm. And at random, w- when you hit an enemy, it could turn it into like an item box or yes. a weapon oh, or a power up. Nice. Yeah, so it would just it would randomly happen, and it just I love. I don't it. think I ever played her until Marvel Heroes, and she's actually one of the first characters you start out with in the MMO. Is it is it fun? Um, I I should probably talk about it in our gaming segment, so I will a little bit more. But yeah, it's 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 fun for what it is. It's nothing great, um, but it's free too, which is nice. So the other casting news is Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, the guy who stars in Kickass. Yeah, Kickass. He's Quicksilver. Kickass is Quicksilver. Now I. Think without the crazy hair because he has that you know kick ass the uh-huh. like I think he's actually really attractive and we think we've mentioned he's yeah he's super attractive super well he built did actually did a GQ segment and he's British as well yes, so he has this yes. charming British accent and he can dress like to the nines mm-hmm. he's absolutely gorgeous yeah. it, and I, I didn't realize that was that was kick ass and my friend had to tell uh, me that, and I was like oh my god yeah I didn't realize the first time I saw his GQ stuff either I was like oh this guy's cute oh, what's, yeah. oh but no I think uh, that's both interesting choices um and of course yeah. they sort of have that depends on who's writing they have sort of an incestuous thing going oh, on you know sometimes. they're not touching that i mean they might make a little slight nod i but... think just we didn't like eat that up oh, like really? although i listened to why he wants them in the movie mm-hmm. and it's he said that everyone on the avengers and the avengers can pretty much just kick and punch bad guys in a different way right but they like super speed is very different and you know uh Scarlet Witch has like the telekinesis and she can like kind of get in your head. So she, he wanted some different like powers to play with. Well, I know he wants to bring in magic in another way. Like uh, they, that's part of it, I think, in the contrast between magic oh, and science. Oh, is that like a thing like he wants to bring yeah, in yeah, yeah. more magic? I mean, in that you're getting a good contrast with Ultron being the villain. Mm-hmm. But the Quicksilver thing, the only thing I can think of is this, is this cheeky way of saying, look, here's our version of the Flash, DC. <clears throat> you know? I don't well, think he really can. Look, DC can't get anything but Batman and Superman off the ground, uh-huh. no one at Marvel gives a damn. But Marvel has shown how to do a really good modern superhero film. No. And if they show how to do a really good modern take on some seat speedster like The Flash or like you know, Quicksilver, DC's got to kind of be like, oh, why didn't we do a Flash movie? I mean, you know, what the hell? No, yeah. Did you listen to Matt Fraction talk to John Centris on Word Balloon about the Flash it? movie? No. He was I don't saying think that's so. got to be the easiest fucking movie to make, like a, a slow pitch down center, some ba- baseball metaphor. Why the hell has and anybody done it? Because kids love to fucking just run. Like, that's all he said his kids do is just run, 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 run. Oh, and yeah. Endless energy. It's so easy to make a hero that's based on running. But anyways... Can I just um, say about Matt Fraction? A, I love him to death. I love him and his wife. His wife's super fabulous. We got pictures with her at uh, Heroes Con. Love her to and death. And his wife is... A, a 
Kelly Sudaconic. There sorry. you go. Uh, <laughs> currently writing Avengers Assemble and coming up Deadly. Oh, it's a indie pretty, book. Deadly. pretty deadly. Pretty deadly, which sounds. It's awesome. getting a lot of hype. I'm excited. I'm very excited about that too. They uh, Matt had just a, a signing recently in Portland, I believe, and it was for uh, Sex Criminal. What's that new book? Sex Criminals. Thank yes. you, Sex Criminals. And he got his nipples pierced on stage for the thing. Whoa! I'm like, what? <laughs> He's a very attractive man. He is. I, I like him a lot. So let's move on. Oh, oh, oh! Now we can't move on. We uh, still have a couple more things. Movie news. I'll have to jump to the Wonder Woman thing because if you guys have not seen the Wonder Woman like fan film that they made, fan film doesn't even begin to describe how awesome. Like, Which it looks, the the one that we posted? Yes, the one that's up on our Facebook. No, where she you know ends up flying into the sky. No, I I've, I've watched it. Well, no, 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 I'm saying I'm saying if you if you the audience. Oh, okay. I'm looking at you because you know you're sitting in front of my cat. So you know your cat with a bow tie. Exactly, bow ties are cool. Um, not on cats. They're not. <gasps> anyway, uh, I think like. It's, I mean, it flashes like a no-brainer, and come on, really, by now? Wonder Woman is certainly, certainly. I mean, they've done a Wonder Woman TV show. They've done excellent Wonder Woman animated stuff. Mm. This little short, and I don't love all of it. I, I, I will say this. There's a scene where they're in, um, they're on Thermoscaria, and she's standing there in her armor, and then her sisters are there in their flowing robes. And they're getting ready to fight a giant monster. I'm like you giant don't minotaur. you don't fight a giant minotaur in flowing robes. I just don't think that makes sense. No. Amazons should know better. But everything else about it, I really enjoyed. You know, I I don't think this movie is ever going to happen. <laughs> and so I've just given up. And I love Wonder Woman. I've watched Wonder Woman for years. Like I remember watching the original series and just like when I do a, like, a quick change. Yep. You spun. Like I always call it the Wonder World. Mm-hmm. Um this movie is never getting off the ground. I hope it does. I really want to see it. Either either that or the, you know, infamous fable Justice League that we'll see in our lifetimes, which I still don't think. Like, this is my problem with DC. DC has... Here we go. Well, no, they, they claim to have all of these, like, monumental figures, and they do, yep. but they don't know how to use them outside of their wheelhouse. I agree. Well... They are very good about putting them out in the animated realm, and they have been for years. No, I well, like I said, their wheelhouse. Their animated films don't, like, Marvel can't hold a, a candle to them. No. Huh. The Not problem now. becomes is that you have all of these, like, promises that they make to people about movies, and either they deliver or they don't, depending on, you know, how you feel about them. Mm-hmm. But, like I said earlier today, all they can do is Batman and Superman. Yeah. So uh, this, what doesn't make sense to me about that? We're going kind of like off topic yeah. here, but whatever. Uh, is that they're even in a better position movie wise than Marvel because Marvel has their all their comics, their properties splintered off into different studios. Yes. And earlier, remember when you said quick, using Quicksilver is like a fuck you to DC? Be uh-huh. like, oh look, we got a speedster. It was really a fuck you to Fox because yep, the they the, those the crossover rights mm-hmm. of of those two characters. They're, they're both they're Avengers and they're mutants. So Fox can use them because they have the mutant rights, and um, Marvel can use them because they have Avengers rights. <laughs> um, and people were saying that yeah, there was like this in studio like bitter fighting between the two like crews, right? Um, and that's why they're doing it. Like we're both well, we're both going to use Quicksilver, which yeah, because uh, Days of Future Past. But right? going back is that. And they've seen how good it is to have one person who's like the big brain, like Kevin Feige, I think is how you say his yeah. name is. And then now Joss Whedon sort of shepherding the movies. Yep. And Fox even saw that, yep. who has half, like, like just one property, mm-hmm. and they're getting Mark Miller well, they to, got, uh, to do their property. as well. 
Yeah, Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah, and X-Men, so two. Yeah. To, to, so he's going to guide their properties into mm-hmm. the future. What is Warner Brothers doing that they can't pick one of the many comic book film you know, crossover well, people. They like, basically there's, said, there's Nolan a bunch. and uh, Zach uh, Snyder, you're going to, you did a good job here, now do more. Like, but they are not, they're not the same as Joss Whedon no. or... Oh, no, no. Um, of course not. Ke- even Kevin Feige. Yeah. Kevin Feige is like, he's an encyclopedia of knowledge and of enthusiasm, and he's also very smart. Well, um, business-wise. So, and they don't so- have anybody like that over at Warner Brothers. Christopher Nolan just made some good Batman movies, mm-hmm. and if his... Him shepherding in the new DC movies is the Man of Steel movie. I'm not excited because eh. that was not you know we like we, we, we've beaten I don't want to see of more Steel of that. I know. I mean, it had its ups and downs, and, I, and I'm not like it's not the worst movie ever, but I definitely don't want to see more movies. Like it is that. really interesting to me because I, I read that Marvel history book, and that Marvel history uh, book has so much with Stan Lee trying to get Marvel movies made and Marvel television projects off the mm-hmm. ground, and you look back at the history. And there was a handful. Yeah. And none of them were wildly successful, except perhaps the Incredible Hulk or, you know, the the, the, the TV show. Well, and Spider-Man was successful back in the day. But not to the extent, like, like we're in an era now where comic book movies are just so prevalent. No. There's at least five or six a year. And yet, still, even though DC has had success in the past, multiple Batman series, multiple Superman series... Their Vertigo stuff, depending. Yeah. Green, we've had a Green Lantern movie other than Batman and Superman. And then, like, you know, Constantine here, and uh, yeah, like Vertigo. So, I mean, what is going on? And I think you're right. There is not someone up there like Feige or Weed or anyone shepherding and really finding the right deals and really getting the right tone. That's an interesting little side yeah, it's note. It's like, if they could just find somebody, it's like, it's like an easy billion dollars. Oh, God, like, yeah. Come even on. Even if the movie We all want to see it. So many people would go see that. Yeah. So, well, let's move on and talk. Uh, oh, we mentioned, of course, you mentioned actually, um, well, Vertigo, but this isn't really Vertigo, I think. Uh, who is doing Jake Ellis? Or, or who is Jake Ellis? That's a. The, the comic book is image? Who is Jake Ellis? Yeah, which is Image okay. from Nate Edmondson. Yep. Yes. Who's always got this serious look on his face at cons and he's like, he has a, a toothpick in his mouth. He's pretty he, funny, though. Eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, he's hilarious, sure. And uh, but I I loved that comic book. Who is yeah, uh, Jake I heard Ellis? Good things. Um, have you ever read it? No. Have you? Uh, or no. It when you read it's like a born level type like spy Jason thriller ish. Yeah. And I'm just gonna tell you the, the beginning of the comic because it's the, one of the best openings to a comic I've ever seen. It's just this guy. He's at like a sort of a drug deal on top of this like fancy boat right or it's not a drug deal it's for like from, for some information like in a briefcase mm-hmm. and the whole time the main character he's like talking with these guys but he starts to say things that don't match the conversation and you're like what is going on and then eventually he jumps up and shoots his gun and it like causes an explosion and he like dodges a bullet somehow and like grabs the briefcase and like jumps into the water and you're like, how did he do that? Like, what the heck? How did he dodge a bullet? And then it shows, it goes back in time like a minute and shows you that exact same scene. And there's sort of this like invisible, imaginary person. You don't know if he's like invisible or he's in this guy's head or whatever. It's Jake Ellis. Like, but who is Jake Ellis? And he's like giving him information. And he's like, these are the guys. It's in the briefcase. This is what you need. And he's like, talk to him. He's like, yeah, I know it's in the briefcase. And then he'll like, and so that, oh, that's why he said that. And then it goes through and he's like, think, he, and, but then he knows other things. Like, Jake Ellis can, like, has this sort of like awareness of the situation okay. and he'll be like 
So it's like, you, like, you need to go now. Shoot that bottle. It'll explode. Grab the briefcase. Duck now. And he ducks and he dodges the bullet. And then he jumps into the water. Jump in the water now. You got to go. And so he's, he's like there, like helping yeah. him. Like, and then, you know, he's on the run. He's like and, Oracle in the Bat Book. Yeah. So he's like person of interest. He's like, uh, what's his name's character in that show? Uh, kind of always kind of guiding yeah, uh, so it's Jesus. Like, He's like in his head. It's like super cool, or or is he? Like I don't know. It's like it's really good. Oh, and they then, don't. They make that ambiguous too. Yeah, so you have to like read to figure it out. So in and, movie to tie into our movie, you know, area here, David Yates, who is famous for kind of the last what three Harry Potter films, I think. Yeah, five, yeah. six, seven, and seven point two. Oh yeah, so whatever. Sorry. So he's I guess attached to this now. Yeah. So that's cool. He's not my favorite director, but yeah. uh, he did okay with the Harry Potter. You know who is my favorite Harry Potter director? Quaron. Who oh, no. did Gravity, which only one of us saw. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just going to gush. Okay. This is quite possibly the best movie I've ever seen. Why? I want to say, like, it's like a theme park ride, or it's like an it's, it's an experience. experience. It's not a movie, right. you know? Mm-hmm. It, uh, so you saw it in 3D? I saw it in 3D IMAX, and not fake Max, where yeah, yeah. they ripped out the screen and put it in a screen that's from the ceiling uh, to the floor, right. and just stacked some speakers in the back, and we're like, this is IMAX. So yeah. That's fake Max. Fake no. Max, yeah. I went to real... The Point Orlando. The Point Orlando Regal Theater over mm-hmm. here, and saw a three-story screen, yeah. and also, people don't know this, but the screen is also a giant speaker, has little holes in it, yes. and... Uh, and that's what makes like a true IMAX. Yep. And in 3D, from the second it starts, you are you are sucked in right. to space. You it starts and it starts with you know a super long tracking shot like he's famous for doing in Children of Men. This oh. one's even longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, which is a sign of like, I don't know if like a masterful director it used to be. Uh, it's a, now a technical it's, achievement to do. Yeah, that, it's, to pull it's it off. coordination. Yeah, like mm-hmm. rope from Hitchcock. I mean that, and that was done before any kind of technology really could let you make it easier. But seriously, it's still quite a thing to pull off. Think about it. You have to stage block, have everything set up, timing, like things coming out. I mean, all to get this continuous shot. I mean, uh-huh. Kubrick did it a couple times, too. Uh, and I forgot what movie. But, it, yeah, anytime you see that. 2001. Just, well, but I mean, like, I think, like, The Shining had an example. Anyway, it's a beautiful technique. I feel like it gives you some verisimilitude because you can actually feel like this is somebody photographing this real world. Like, right. It really feels like an ongoing you, – you are in this world. And he even literally takes a camera. It goes it goes through the helmet mm-hmm. and then right up to like Sandra Bullock's face and then to her, her point of view. I don't know how you do that, but it was amazing. Dude. And then – so you, it feels like you are in space. Uh-huh. And, and it really – it's not like big and flashy. There's a lot of like silent moments. Um, well, it's realistic. Yeah, like realistic. Um, so like although, no, no aliens, no, no, no death. It's, it's not, nothing crazy. Sci-fi. It's only sci-fi in that they sort of bend the rules of space a little bit to tell this story. Uh-huh. Um, but it's not sci-fi in that there are aliens or right, anything. Right, right, right. It's just some people are up working uh, on a space shuttle and some debris hits the shuttle and they get like knocked into space and they have to survive. Somehow. Yeah. So now um, two questions. One, how did they handle the situation with the helmets and seeing the actors' faces? Did they put lights inside the helmets to illuminate their face? Uh something well, I think actually there were um dig- the suits were digitally built around the actors is uh-huh. what I read. Okay. So they didn't actually have suits on them. So you could always like, perfectly see okay. what you needed to this see. This was a problem in Battlestar Galactica and their solution for it was to put lights in the house. Oh, okay. Which people you 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 would really say why are there you would never have lights inside a helmet because you would see them more and you need to see out. Uh-huh. You know, it's like being in a, a car when you turn the lights on at night inside the car and you can't see well out. Mm-hmm. But to see the actor's expression, you have to do that. The other question is, and I don't remember saying who the composer was, was the soundtrack 
like did they like have no soundtrack to have that silence of space um, or was it they did both okay. and it was used very well oh my yeah. uh, in the beginning um you only hear what you would actually hear in space if you were like in one of their suits which is basically you breathing yeah which and is yeah the and, and then the radio yeah, yeah. um and George Clooney sort of is this like kind of well, like smarmy, cocky like uh, astronaut. Now, I heard he's barely in the movie. It's like mostly um, Sandra Bullock. It is mostly Sandra Bullock, um, but uh, I, I don't want to spoil it. But well, there is some. Yeah. Der- uh, I, I, I don't want to spoil, no. it's okay. but there's some very masterfully done moments, and it's also almost a little bit surreal at times. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll, I'll say this: it's not, it's, it's not really a spoiler, but sort of a moment that occurs uh-huh. is that you know Sandra Bullock, you know, all the debris and everything, and she finally like gets to like a space station, and that's not the end of the movie or anything. So I'm not like, um, and she she gets in and she could not breathe because um, she was running out of oxygen. She finally gets in, she takes a big gulp of air and starts taking off her. Um, spacesuit then she just starts floating in sort of like a circle and there's the this air tube and this it sort of looks like an umbilical mm. and then she just she's just so relieved to be back in that she just sort of like floats for a minute and she starts to curl into the fuel position and it's and, and with like and there's the round door of the mm. space station and it's this like like sort of embryo like oh, pregnant baby I gotcha. and it's sort of like a beautiful sort like, of yes like it, it was seamlessly went into this yeah. and you, there's just that moment and it's this completely beautiful thing and then that's sort of the turning point for her character so it's also like a rebirth for her uh-huh. oh it's so good and that's just like one of like several different things that sort of happen well, that come about he's so so masterful e mama Tom bien yes I love it famous for the ejaculating into the pool scene that is that was, what that's famous for? Uh, to me, it was because I watched that movie and it was pretty hot. In a lot of a lot of places, it's hot. It's like these two guys who are uh, ambiguous. They're not gay, but like one of them yeah, sort of buys the gay duo, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then there's a girl with them, and like one of the guys wants to get with a girl, but then the other guy likes the guy. It was it's there's a lot of sexual tension between the three of them. I think there's even a three way, but I don't remember it vividly. But I do remember one of the scenes, something about the guy like jerks off into the pool, <laughs> which was like whoa. I was gonna say so when they're guy. driving in the car and then just <laughs> suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can have your ejaculation scene. This is what I remember. Okay. You know what really matters to you of this masterfully made, you know, yeah, movie, yeah, you know, yeah. but uh did they come in the- they're, okay. they're they're driving in the car and then there's like narration takes over like out of nowhere yeah. about this like car accident or something that happened mm. and then they drive by and then suddenly there's like a grave site on the side with like you know flowers like a memorial on the side of the road and it just hits you like a gut punch because you didn't think you were going to like see that mm-hmm. it's just ah it's so now, good Quan's He's, amazing so, director I, yeah, I do love Harry his Harry Potter absolutely is masterful it's, at this point it's like 98% on Rotten Tomatoes I only read one person uh, who didn't like it and they were just bored right so I, I didn't know it was mm. I didn't relax the entire movie I'm going to quit talking about it because I spent enough time doing that but it is a masterful, wonderful piece of cinema. And the 3D is worth it. You definitely oh, see it in 3D. You have to see it on the biggest screen you can find and in 3D. It, I'm never going to see it again, actually. I, I, because... You had that one perfect experience. It was so, yeah, it was Nothing so else good. I, like, I laughed. I cried. I was like... I, I couldn't relax the entire time because it was so like it yeah. was so engrossing, so like, gripping. But if I were to watch that on a TV, it wouldn't even compare. Right. So go see Gravity. That's my endorsement. There's so, your positive word of mouth. Don't watch it on television is what you're saying. Don't wait for it. Go see it right now. See it right now. But uh, let's let's actually move on to television because we actually have been watching an inordinate amount. For us, recently, we have barely touched television. It's like one of our kind of mm. quiet sort of categories. that We have watched a lot. I mean, I know I've watched at least three shows, and that's crazy for me. Okay, <laughs> Doctor Who. So first, before we get to the shows we're watching, uh, some interesting news about uh, Gotham. 
right? Uh, this is a procedural about sort of the early years of Jim Gordon, uh-huh. we believe. And I forgot who's attached to it. I think it's someone who did uh, The Mentalist, one of the showrunners behind that show. They haven't cast anything. I mean, it's just kind of sort of developing right now, right? Right. So, but I mean, I'm excited. I, I, I would like to see another Who, who would you show. like to see as uh, Gordon? Oh, God, I don't know. Gary Oldman really, to me, is a great Gordon. So who's like a young version of that? Yeah, how young is he? Is he going to be like... In his twenties and his thirties, I, I feel like you. it's like straight out of like year Go. one. Okay. Are they gonna like that era? Where... Is he gonna have like? Is he gonna be really hot with abs like on um, the guy from Arrow? God, you Probably. know they might. Ugh. Ugh. Are they gonna like know. teen it up? Probably. And is is Batman? Does he? Do we know yet? Does Batman? I don't think Batman's gonna be I don't in think it. So. Is he gonna exist or is this before Batman? It's before Batman. So yeah, you're the right. Premise, like year one. I think that I read was like zero. Jim Gordon. Like facing the vil- the vi- like the the villains that made Gotham famous or something mm-hmm. like that. that like, was like it's the- it's the proto villains before like the so big- we'll, we'll see the Red Hood but not the Joker. Exactly. And we'll see Harvey Dent but not Two Face. Exactly. And- okay. Kind of cool. Well, I don't know. I'm very excited about like any genre stuff. So we'll see what happens with that. Now shows that actually have come out. Of course, we have to start with the show that a lot of people are very excited about, and we have two episodes in the can that we've seen, and that is uh, Marvel's Agents of Shield. I I have seen the first episode. Okay. Um, I have seen like a second of the second, but yeah, I'm in the exact same boat as you. <laughs> yeah, I have seen both. I think that the show is off to an interesting start. I think overall, though, this is not this is not what you would think of as a modern like the pacing and the plot. It's very not modern. It feels like almost like a throwback. You know what it is. I think we all expected to see, like, Alias for Marvel. Yes. And we're getting... I see where you're getting at. It's I, a, it feels like a show from the 80s, like a like a MacGyver <laughs> yes. or an A-team. And I, I think that's by that. design. Mm-hmm. I think they wanted to go back and do something a little more sort of family, but not too... Like, it's not kitty or anything. It, there's just a lot of camp. A lot of... Yeah, like, there is camp. The, I knew it was campy when I saw the, the who's the Asian uh, woman? Agent? Oh, uh, oh god, she was amazing in Stargate Universe too. I can't think. Of I don't name. remember, but she she like fights somebody yeah. and she's like you know karate yeah yeah yeah, and then she like spins around and like poses, and I was like yeah. oh god, that's yeah. is that what the show's gonna be? They don't do too much of that. So so again, the first episode is fairly straightforward. She was fantastic in Stargate Universe. Yes, oh yeah, she was, and she kind of plays a bitch, but. I think she's a lesbian. She was. That's right. She was a lesbian. Mm. Oh, so good. We love our lesbians. We do. Lesbian um, I just watched, totally, totally tangential, uh, the Drag You episode with the three lesbian women, and they got the transformation. Why are you watching Drag You? Pat and I just, we're watching. <laughs> just focus. Focus on. Listen, I no, just watched it. Tonight. No, focus on the matter at hand. We're talking about. And Johnny Shield. McGovern was on. So, well, yes, I know mm-hmm, he was mm-hmm. and with, with Julie Goldman. Exactly. Don't think that I don't know. Okay. That's the one episode I've ever watched. But we're talking about <laughs> Marvel. <English. laughs> no. So, um, wait. So, so it or- didn't have too many camp moments. So I, I will okay. say this. I agree. That posing was silly. But the first episode was like that. The second episode, it kind of reestablishes what they did in the first episode. So if you haven't seen the first, you still know what's going on. But it moves on. And develops their characters, and it actually has kind of a cool conceit. Did you make it past the little blowout from the airplane? No. Okay, because they do like a jump forward. They, they start in the middle of the story, and then they go back. Mm-hmm. And 
I kind of liked how they did it. Like, it, it, I mean, that's a nice technique. You know, it was in media ray. I forget one of those. Yeah, techniques. that's but, bullshit. Just say start in the thick of well, things. Start in the acts. It action. works because you don't understand at the time why it's not why well, why is the plane exploding? Whatever. And it's kind of funny because they end up trashing their plane. Sort of. I mean, it's it's kind of now like, oh, we got to do something else for our next adventure because the plane is uh, off limits so for now. super awesome plane <laughs> yes. that they were like bragging about. Yes. Yeah. Um, do, what do we think about the characters? Do we like the characters? Like Fitzsimmons? I love Fitzsimmons. I think the, the two Which of them. that? The, the scientists. The, the scientists. Fitz one's named Fitz. One's named Simmons. So yeah. they go They're, Fitzsimmons. The first episode, I thought they were too much. They were uh, they had thick accents and I couldn't understand what they were saying. And I could sort of see what what they were going for with that. Oh, this is uh, like it'll be really funny because they're like nerdy scientists bickering back and forth talking to each other. Yeah. But it, I didn't find it funny. I felt I found it a little uh, tedious and uh, unintelligible, but not in a good way. Do you like the lead guy who's sort of like the wet works guy? Kind of, he's used to being on his own, sort of James Bond meets uh, the professional. Whatever. No, he looks no. like a supermodel who's like having trouble reading his lines. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, listen, I didn't actually hate this, but I, I can hear it in my reaction to all these things you're asking me. Is like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's funny because the show got a lot of meh when it came out. It and it doesn't deserve it. It's yeah. not. This show is. It is what it is. Yes. Had it not had anything to build off of, I think that people would have liked it a little more. But you know what? Now I understand. It's giving me no ordinary family. Oh. Uh, That's what it's giving me. That that sense of like throwback nostalgia piece. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Uh, like a Lois and Kirk. Yeah. Um, sort of, yeah. Which, yeah. you know, there's a place for. Yeah. But, oh, and it's ABC. ABC is a fan. Uh, well, they're not always family, but they they do have a lot of family programming. Yeah, I would say more so than like NBC. You know, and this show fits that bill. Uh, what do you guys like, Colson? I mean, of course, I think Colson's like worth the price of admission. I love. You know, Greg I don't Clarkson. get why everyone has a boner for him. He's just funny, and he's a nice everyman. I do but like. Is he enough to carry an entire series? No, by himself? he can't. No, no, he can't. And that's that's so. what everyone's looking for. Yeah. They're looking for Colson to be this ultimate badass that we've seen in bits and pieces and comics here or there. He's not. And and, and he's not. No. Like he's a really he's a good character. He's Bosley. He's Bosley from Charlie's Angels with a little bit more involvement. Yeah. That's who he is. I think he's a great supporting character. Right. But not I don't I don't I'm not convinced he's a great lead character for this. Also because the conceit of the show bringing him back is that he's in the dark. And for the main character for to be like in the dark of their own past is sort of weird for me. Yeah, it's weird. He doesn't but know the the biggest twist of the show. And I don't know how much they're going to even do with that if if it's going to be the central mystery Tahiti. Of the show or Tahiti. not. Tahiti, yeah. Tahiti, Tahiti. Like always throwing it in. I'll put know. it this way though: if you are a fan of the Marvel movies, or Greg Clarkson, if you like Old Adventures New Christine, or you just like you know like Coulson, whatever, um, one of the big Coulson lives people, or if you kind of like. Uh, the other one that reminded me, the show reminds me of a touch of Alias, very little, because Alias, I think, is a, is a little stronger. More yeah, modern, no, Alias so. is stronger. But Had also, they gone for that, doll, I think they would have been fine. Dollhouse, there's, there's, the, there's the remnants of Whedon's stuff that he did in Dollhouse, not from the every week different role thing, mm-hmm. but I see, I see connective, you know, like a relationship. Now, not that Whedon is super, super involved, because he's not. It's actually his brother and his brother's wife, and then some other people who are running, like, day to day. But, 
I see that, like, you know, that experience mm. shaping the show. So I feel like the writers were, they were like, okay, watch all of Buffy from start to finish and watch Firefly and watch Dollhouse and now write like that. Because no. a lot of it is a lot of, like, little witticisms and jokes yeah. and stuff, and which I guess is the Whedon esque yeah, hu- type of humor. Tone. Sure. And uh, uh, not all of them hit. There were some laughs. I laughed out loud a couple times, but yeah. I wasn't. Like, oh, this is so funny and yeah, so no. witty. I can't stand it. I, I want to say that it's got room to grow. I feel like that's safe, and I really hope it does, because I do want to see Marvel have I, a I think it needs to find its preface. footing. Yeah. Um, the first episode, the pilot, looked like it was, at times, really well shot and well done and executed, but then they'd go, and it, you could tell it looked like it was shot in like a studio backlight. Well, it looked yeah. like really awful. This is the problem the, with the television, The editing right? was really bad. I feel like the, the, the pilot, they shot a lot of stuff. Reshot some stuff mm-hmm. and this took the best from both and it it, it, it you can see sort of it's going to always be limited by its budget and the fact that it's a TV show so I don't know I guess it has half the budget of Game of Thrones so yeah I feel like wait I feel like I put a very I actually did not hate it but I feel like everything I just said I, it, no was it, super it, negative. It, ha- it has its issues I'm going to defend it because it was a, it was a decent show watch the yeah, second one there are worse shows out there yeah oh, exactly. so many uh, so like All uh, Winter Sun <laughs> let's speak of actually one that is not. Wor- it's it's weird. So if you guys watch the crazy ones, this is the one with John, uh, John no. Bob Williams and, and Sarah, Sarah Michelle, Michelle Geller. Geller. Speaking of Buffy, so oh, and the guy from uh, the the brother from Young Adventures of Old Christine. Okay, kind of cre- not creepy, but kind of crazy brother. If you like Robin Williams, and I mean you have to like Robin Williams because his shtick is kind of special it's- and old. And yeah, tight. yeah, well, he yeah, has this place. Then you will love the show because it is basically a vehicle for him. And there are some scenes in the first, I've seen the first two episodes where he gets to do like little riffs. And I guess supposedly it's a David E. Kelly show, but it doesn't have that strong David E. Kelly sort of uh, Boston, uh, Boston legal, uh, Mally McBeal. It doesn't have that feel like mm-hmm. some of his shows do. But uh, Sarah Michelle is awesome. You know, of course, she plays a fish out of water against uh, Robin's character. And that brother guy, uh, something Linklater, he gets some really good moments like he did in old, old Christine, too. So it's a nice ensemble cast. It's about it's about advertising, so it's kind of like the weird uh, cousin of Mad Men, but you know, mm-hmm. obviously set now in the modern day. Um, and it's only a half hour. That's what's so funny. I thought it was like an hour long. And they're half hour, like they go by so quick, and you're like, oh. Um, so, I do love me some Robin Williams, so I might check that out. No, check it out. If you when like I him, was a kid, I wanted to be... Jim Carrey or Robin Williams, of course. So, so yeah, the to- to the movie, the toy or not the toy. That that's that good was too. Richard Pryor. Yeah, I know, I know. That's what good too. Toy- Toys, Toys. One yeah. of my favorites of his. Uh, even though he doesn't get too much outlandish stuff in it. That's a good movie. Uh, I actually here's a little trivia for Joshua. Mm-hmm. Um, are all your Joshua I, fans out there? Yes, yeah, for all those Joshua fans out there, you'll mm-hmm. be happy to know I auditioned to be to play Jim Carrey's younger self. In the Truman Show. <laughs> no shit. I didn't even know that. Because I look so much like Jim Carrey. <laughs> that's I, Actually, Truman Show is one of my favorite movies of his. So No, yeah, it's, it's super good. But Oh, that's, that's pretty yeah. cool. I'm, I, yeah, I'm sorry you didn't get it. Who knows what you? Who knows what crazy Miley Cyrus like uh, life? You yeah, have now? that could have been it, man. <laughs> and I, I still would have brought back twerking. I'll tell you that. I oh, of course you would. Right so, to the forefront. I also want to mention Cutthroat Kitchen because, as I've probably mentioned before, I watch a lot of cooking shows now. Mm-hmm. And I'm I, still a fan of Chopped. Well, Chopped's great. Why don't you cook for us sometimes? I have, but not for you guys. I, I, I might. I don't do a lot yet, but. I'm working on it. So Cutthroat Kitchen, the conceit is it's like Chopped. It's like any of the other cooking shows. But you get a fixed budget of money to start. 
and you spend that money to fuck over your competition. So, for example, what? Yes, this is where I like that. No, no, no. This is good. So, Alton Alton Brown is the host, who's awesome. Love him. And he has them go run into like a kitchen and do like a mad dash to get the ingredients for whatever they're going to make. Okay, fine. Simple, very straightforward, nothing too fancy. Then they get like twenty thousand dollars. Actually, it's I think it's twenty. It might be more. And they basically then get to bid on items that they either can keep for themselves, like it's a really awesome set of salts, or it's a really cool such and such. But more often, it's here's a propane burner. If you bid, and whoever gets the, the highest bid, you know, you get to give this to one of your opponents, and they have to cook on only a propane burner, or they have to make all of their kitchen utensils out of foil, or they have to cut. Like they had some meat, whatever. You give them a box of plastic forks or uh, plastic uh, knives. Those are really shitty knives. Ooh. And you have to cut all your stuff with plastic knives. Like, or, or you have to use That's this short. crazy ingredient. You know, so, so basically though, you get to keep, if you win, there's only three contestants at a time and they eliminate, you know, one round, whatever. If you win, you keep the money that you keep, like that you still have left over. So you can go balls out and like fuck your competition over and then have no money left, which has happened. Or you don't spend your money and you hoard and you're like, oh, I don't want to. Uh, and then you get killed because the other two are like buying everything and throwing shit at you. Like, Question. it's cool. Is it now? Are these chefs or are they like lay people? They're chefs. Um, they are they are regurgitated in some cases, chopped uh, participants. Of course. Very incestuous. I've seen an, I, no, Oh, there was an Iron Chef. Uh, a competitor who had come from shop, but anyway, yeah, it's it's that pool of whoever the hell, wherever they get them from. So that sounds super cool. When you first said that, I imagined it being like you can pay this, you know, the the game people like a thousand dollars, and they will, you know, um, like switch the salt for the sugar, mm-hmm. or like. I don't know. <laughs> like, you can pay them $2,000 and they'll steal the chicken that they're going to cook. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was going to be more like that. <laughs> but no, I mean, no, it's there. Some of the items are ingenious. Like, the, you just go, oh, what the hell's an empty basket? Oh, you get to take one of the whoever's ingredients that you want and then they can't use it. And if you're making like Eggs Benedict and you don't have any eggs, what the hell? I mean, what do you do? Well, okay, let's say somebody does something to you. Do you get to retaliate no, with well, your with your money? Like yeah, you can yeah, buy yeah. something to they, counter that. They do that? like three items per round. Oh, so, rounds. Okay. Yeah, there's three rounds, and you can there's three different items to bid per round. So you do have an opportunity, but you still have to outbid your competitors. I kind of like my assassin thing better. <laughs> <laughs> you just Wait, go up and like cut the throat. No, not like like assassinate their you know. Oh, play, like, okay. Su- for, through subterfuge, huh? That'd be interesting too, it, but. Uh, anyway, so let's that's move on. That's a different on. show. That's uh, cut. That's wait. What, what we said it was called? Just Cutthroat Kitchen. Cutthroat Kitchen. That's like I okay. don't know. No, that would be the name of a subterfuge uh, yeah. oh, chef. Well. Should come show. up with it. Pitch it to them. They they seem to love these kind of ideas, right? They have a new uh, Guy Fieri show where it's like a uh, mad dash into the supermarket and you got to make something right there, and, and they got all these kind of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Like that. Uh, how's Core going? That going well? The Legend of the I Cora? have still only seen the first two episodes of season one. Yeah. Of oh god. Uh, so I guess I just have to say this that I hear that Aang's a deadbeat. He's a de- yeah. They sort of bring up Aang's parenting. Uh, you hear Tenzin talk a lot about, and you, you meet his brother who's not a bender and his sister who's a waterbender. But Tenzin was the airbender, and there aren't a lot of airbenders, so he sort of got special treatment. 
and they were talking about how Aang always favored him. So maybe Aang isn't, wasn't the perfect guy we all thought he was. It sounds like he was still a good dad, but he showed some favoritism for the airbender. Mm. But wouldn't you if you were the last airbender? Come yeah, on. Probably. But, uh, the show is, it's getting better. At first, it was a little dull. They went, to, they're going to like this civil war with the northern water tribe and the southern water tribe. And of course, you know, Cora's father is the head of the south and her uncle is the head of the north and then her father gets thrown in prison and all these like crazy things are happening um I think this most recent episode was the best one of the bunch it sort of got its sense of humor back because it's been super dramatic and mm-hmm. with like the civil war stuff and and Cora is very like stubborn and she won't like listen to reason from anybody almost to the point of not believability because mm-hmm. clearly everyone in the show seems to know there's something else is going on to like start this war or, like everybody's agenda she's like no 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 like this, it'll be this way and we'll do what I want and so it's like getting a little tedious yeah. but the end was super cool her she fights two other waterbenders on the surface of the ocean. Oh, wow. And it's like super cool during all the, and then she goes into like avatar state and as soon as she starts, which gives her superpowers and as soon as she starts to beat them, like a demon snake spirit giant monster shows up and she has to fight that mm-hmm. and it ends in like sort of a Moby Dick moment where she gets like eaten and you don't know what happens to her. Ooh. So I'm assuming she'll be in like its belly and, or, so, this, or it may be inside the spirit world um, so, next time. It's like Job. You know, yeah. So I don't know, but it's it's getting good. It's it's super cool. What is this Mortal Kombat thing? Mortal Kombat. This is a web series. It's a web series. Okay. It's it's called um Mortal Kombat. What was it? Um, Conquest Legend. was the actual series. Legacy. Okay, thank you. Mortal Kombat Legacy. It's really fun. Um, the first season was a bunch of like. Think of them as one shots, mm. and they did Raiden, um, Kano, Kano, all Scorpion new cast. Great. No one from the movies, right? No one from the movie, right? Um, this is completely it's a new thing removed from that. But it's yeah. live action, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. The first season was almost like a little prequel, exactly. Type thing. Okay. And you got to see origin stories. How, like, why these characters are so popular? You got to see, like, hey, you know, back in the nineties when these stories first came out, they were great, and they're still great. They just fell to the wayside with a really good movie and then a bad movie and then like a bunch of games whether they were good or not and that's all we've had um i was actually a fan of not only the animated series but the live action series too it has oh no i watched all of that believe me i love the mix of martial arts and ninjas i love ninjas and uh but also of magic and mm-hmm. uh, and, of, and reality yes. mixed with like technology. Oh, it's just such a good mix of mm-hmm. everything I like. And uh, even though it came from a fighting game, it always had a great backstory, like mm-hmm. you said. Those first ones were a really good start. And actually, the, I don't remember the guy's name, but they gave that guy... He, he just did that as like a passion project. Yeah. And they sort of greenlit it and said, cool, make us another season. So that's what... Really? That's why I put it in the doc. So the, the production agenda. values are okay? Like, they're not terrible? They're yeah, pretty- no, it's good. You know, um, for what but- he worked with in the first season, it is very good. No, yeah. Interesting. And he gives, like, he de- in the second season... I, have you watched it? No, I haven't. Um, are there, like, five minutes? if I give you sort no, of the ahead, spoiler ahead, of, like, please, the first please. episode? Um, Liu Kang at the... Uh, well, let's see. They... Uh, where, I'm not, how do I say this? Let's see. Liu Kang is, is really upset. And he's like sad. And he's like drinking, getting into fights, and he, he's like warring with uh, well, who's his, his uncle or his brother? Uh, Kung Lao with the guy with oh, the yeah. hat. Yeah, uh, they're family, I think. And uh, and you're like, why is he like this? Like, what is what's what's going on here? And so you get some flashbacks to explain why he's so disgruntled. And um, 
but at the end of the first episode, they all appear suddenly on the island. They, they get transported there. And suddenly it's like a Hunger Games island. I don't know why. It's not like a structured tournament uh-huh. where they're all invited and they get a place to stay. And then they just show up for their fights. Nah. It's like everyone's wandering around an island on two separate teams trying to kill each other. Oh, wow. Yeah. So at the end, so you see all the, the, Earth contestants like a pop, 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 male sh- show up in a wisp of smoke, and you're like, okay. And there's Raiden, and and then they show the evil team, and it shows like you know there's some like demon guy and Shang Tsung and every, every like Scorpion, all the bad guys, all the, yeah, yeah, I think Scorpion's there too, uh, and then Liu Kang appears. On the bad guys. On the bad guys side, and you're like, awesome. what? Oh, cool. <laughs> so That's it is neat. actually a cool they, like, twist. How long? Like five minutes? Like ten? Yeah, they like a little. Yeah, they're like five, ten minutes, something like that. Okay. Um, I watched the whole season in one sitting. Uh, okay. It's not the best. It has a couple sort of sour episodes, and one episode they show this like really cool fight, and then the next episode they show what all the other characters were up to during the fight. Uh-huh. But most of the episode they just kind of show that fight does that make sense yeah, like they yeah. reuse a yeah, shitload yeah, yeah. of footage for no, and there was like no reason to do it and yeah. it was I was like why are you wasting the my clip time clip show sort of but with other stuff added yeah in. it was just whatever but it was, the Sub-Zero and Scorpion stuff was really cool the you know the twist I said is like in the beginning was good there's another twist at the end which is a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh Cool. It's cool. Go watch. You like Mortal Kombat. Like, I and then the guy do. who's making this, they greenlit him to, to direct the actual movie. Oh, shit. Like, they're rebooting the movie. Wow. Good for him. All right. So, I know that you both are big Breaking Bad fans, and Ugh. you watch the finale. Oh, God. And I actually don't want to know what happens. So, I am going to recuse myself while you have this conversation. So okay, I will let's be, give ourselves like five minutes. Yeah, I will yeah, not we'll be me if you when you come uh-huh, back. Yeah, yeah, I'll get you a beer. You go get oral. So please spoil away. Spoiler alert: there will be stuff spoiled, but I won't be. So I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Well, why you walk? Get get out. Oh, he's clean. He's cleaning up the beer bottle. Okay. Oral, so. so okay, oral. So yeah, go ahead and give me your initial. Like, what was your reaction by the by the end of it? Um, I I really like. The, the series finale. I thought it was very well done. My one my one issue is that um and I see why they did it for that like that bookend feel where where um it's not all about these characters, it's about one man's descent into just evil. Um Here comes a bad dude. Yeah. And uh it focused solely on him. And so we didn't get more than like a few minutes of Jesse or Skyler or, you know, like Walt Jr. only had like two seconds in it and it was just like, hey, I'm walking into the house. Um, having said that though, I, I thought it was, um, I thought it was great. I got, um, as much catharsis as you can get from, you know, this series because they, we've gone through a lot. Um, I, what did you think of, uh, like who lived, who died, type thing. Like Jesse lived, Jess, Walt yes. died, Walt died. Um, uh, Lydia, Lydia, with her Lydia, obnoxious I little love, yes. uh, tea drinking habit, Stevia. Yeah. Um, gets, she she ate it. Todd ate it. Jesse killed Todd. So, uh-huh. what did you think of everyone's like end fate? You know what? I thought it was. I I thought a lot of it went out in true Breaking Bad fashion. Um, nothing will ever top Gus Spring's departure. Like that's just. Two face, <laughs> yes. Um, however, Walt's strongest suit is always thinking ahead, um, and a lot of the issues he's always had comes when his plan goes awry. Um, 
And while some of it may have been a little ham-fisted, at this point, they can do whatever they want because they've delivered, like, this, literally, like, this impeccable, like, television series year after year. And even though there may be episodes you never particularly cared for, they weren't bad and you didn't dislike them. Um so yes, when there's a rail gun in Walt's car, yeah, that's a little ridiculous. But you know what? He went out like he He went what? out as I mean scientist, inventor. Yeah, the whole exactly. way through. He's he's been like ingenious. Like when he got out of that his hands were like duct taped or something and mm-hmm. he broke a, a lamp to burn through him and Yeah. That like he's like a scientist, smart guy, so he always you're right. Although I will say that I thought it was good mm-hmm. and it's very satisfying mm-hmm. but it did not um it didn't I guess I wanted another Ozymandias. Uh, I remember yeah. we talked about that last episode, mm-hmm. but we couldn't say anything because Brian didn't want to be spoiled. <gasps> but uh but that was the climax of the show. Yes. So at the, when I watched the finale, I was like, Okay, this is good but not great and but I sort of thought about it for a while, I've digested it a little bit, and mm-hmm. I think as a resolution, it's really good. But yes. as a finale, as, as a, cl- it's not the climax. Ozymandias was the climax, yeah. And these were the resolution of just exactly. wh- where does everybody wind up? What's like their fate going to be? And that's mm-hmm. that's what you get. And um, there was no real like tension to this. Everything he wanted to do, he did. Yeah. Then that was the thing. Nothing stopped him, and he got shot. As you know, and and bled out and died, but he was going to die anyway from the cancer. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really feel like bad for him because. No. So I mean, the, the only moment of tension was when he, you know, the keys got taken away for like what ninety seconds. Yeah. Then he got them back, and everything went according to plan. And um, and you're right. In the moment with Jesse, he he suffered a lot. Jesse, yeah. So in a way, more than Walt. Walt and, destroyed yeah, him. Yeah. So as his, a person. his moment of freedom was very exhilarating for me when he just he was like laughing and crying and just like and like he was like yelling you know as he drove away you know into freedom hopefully to get Brock uh, from whatever orphanage he wound up in yeah um, you, gotta, like, you, got <laughs> you know um, I, I you know so uh, he he got that like little moment but I like to see a little more Jesse um, but ultimately everyone got what they deserved everyone who wa- you wanted to die died everyone who you wanted to live lived we never get a series a TV show that ends that perfectly like that yeah. neatly and so I think I don't really don't have a right to be complaining. I should just be happy that the sh- they didn't do pull like a lost. Um, although I'll say this in terms of plot, I hated the end of lost, but in terms of emotion, I was bawling mm. at the end of lost. Like I couldn't take it. Whereas this, the plot was perfect, but the, I, I didn't feel a lot of emotion to it. Like I wasn't surprised. It's, you know what? I, um, I watched it like really early, early in the morning. Cause I had to work and, and do other stuff and so I'm like I'm not gonna let this be spoiled for me and that last like few moments where he's in the meth lab and like he you know just drops I've watched that like three times really because it was just you know I I was reading um, NPR's Monkey C blog uh, which is connected to Pop Culture Happy Hour which everyone knows I'm a fan of and I was reading Linda Holmes's review of it and she's like it was a little too neat she's like you know like you there are people who still root for Walt and I have always held like I've never been a Walt fan like I like to see that character I do not like him as like a person like he's not redeemable um and yes he does all of these things but it's like he does all these things because he wants to not because it's good or bad he's like I'm forcing this money on my on my kids um and my family 
and that moment where he like stands there and says I didn't do this for you I did it for me is the only time where you think well finally he stopped lying to his wife you know for the past five seasons it's that moment where they kind of like redeem him and say you know like yes he did all these awful heinous things but you know in the end he found peace and I don't think he found peace he found his pride like that's what this was all about he could have just taken the money from Grey Matter and said, you know, okay, they're going to pay for my chemo. But he had lost, like, that drive. That tenacious Walt that was a founding member of Grey Matter didn't exist anymore. And this was him getting that that sense of self back at any means necessary, um, which I thought was really fantastic just awesome okay brian's back so we'll, we'll we'll let that be the final note of the breaking bad conversation i actually talked about it at length on my blog if anyone wants to read instead of listening to you a have podcast a blog? i have a blog jcjblog.blogspot.com if joshua's comic journalizations if if that, journalizations uh, journalization. that a word? i made it up it's a great word what i needed something that started with a j i had a snack i'm hungry even though i just had dinner i I was in there doing the dishes. I'm like, I'll have a snack. Oh, Lord. I didn't bring okay, this that's the, uh So that's the end of our TV. Well, discussion. I uh, am looking forward to seeing Breaking Bad. And I know Eric's catching up. So Yes. Then you'll be able to go back too. to this episode and be like, ah, yes. Actually, such, I probably will. Such brilliant uh, anal, anal, analyzation. So, music. Other than, of course, the Musica. big news of uh, Miss Brittany coming out here with her work bitch video. Which you I haven't know, seen. She really missed an opportunity to call that twerk bitch. Oh. It would have been so good. Uh, oh, and SNL, Miley Cyrus' performance, very understated, I thought. Awful. I think it was bad. I just thought it wasn't anything, like, controversial. It was just, Miley, so 20 years ago, today, it's ridiculous. Whoa. You said I Molly did, or Miley? Miley. Oh. I did like her parody of her song, uh, what is it, the one she did on the VMAs about the House Republicans with the whole, uh, that whole thing. I, that was pretty funny. Stuff. You are very easily entertained. Just very easily entertained. I thought it was funny. Wait, uh, people still watch SNL? I don't watch it live. I don't watch it even on DVR, but if they put out a funny thing that catches the YouTubes or the oh, okay. internet's interest, I watch it then. It's such a dated sense of humor. and uh, Some of it is. Some of it I still find pretty funny, but they had um, uh, Tina Fey on, I think. So, I mean, yeah, like the awesome. one good thing. Well, her and like Kristen Wiig and wait, was yeah. Amy Poehler from there too? Yep. Yes. Well, so I guess upright citizens, but then yeah, well, I don't know. I guess you know they're we're whatever. focusing on music. Yes, I have nothing to say. Oh, all I was going to say is that I've discovered the like, EDM music, which for those who don't know is electric dance music, and I uh, give us a for instance. I feel like the like a band that would represent them. Um, Zed. With okay. that cl- song "Clarity," which is on the radio right now, mm. um, I'm trying to think of something that's popular. But this isn't just club um, music. One, no, one just came. There's popular artists. Um, the Cinema by Benny Benassi is popular. I do like Benny um, Benassi. What's uh, what's that? Avicii came out with that song. I don't know what it's called, but it's sort of like a country song. Uh, I forget how it goes, but it's on the radio right now, mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's different because it sounds a little country, but then it goes to like EDM with like the the like the, the beats and the drums and stuff, and and uh, and the CD, his CD Blue, mm-hmm. is super good, and has a sort of moments of of this country twang to it. Not all the songs are like that, but uh, it's a very well put together CD, and they're not just you know repetitive dance beats; they're actually songs uh-huh. where the I guess the hook is like, made is made up of dance beats. beats. 
his stuff be BT, in this? yeah. I do Although like- BT's is even more kind of repetitive dance beats. Not all of his but stuff. But some of them are songs. Some of them are, yeah. yeah. But it's more... I like I like them. They're more kind of like song people. Yeah. But what I, what I really like about EDM is that... Well, th- first I want to just clarify. There's like this big drug culture behind EDMs where you go and you do like Molly or, ED- or ecstasy or whatever. And, and then you, and you, you put you, on gloves. You put on gloves and, with yeah. the glowing fingertips. So it's just you, like the new raves, basically. Right. It's, okay. it's another word for raving, pretty yeah. much. Um, but... Uh, I'm not into any of that. I just, I just honestly like the music, and I like that you can go to an EDM concert, and if, because you know, if you, if you like a band, right, you have to be like, oh, I know, like I want to go to Yellow Card concert. Well, I have to bring someone who knows Yellow Card uh-huh. if I want them to have a good time. Otherwise, I'd be like, eh, well, I didn't know anything. Right. But EDM concert, you can bring anybody, and all you have to do is know how to dance and have fun. So it's like a <laughs> a weird mixing of club scene music with like performance. You like. know, right? Really, here's the thing about EDM, and I'm. Joshua, I'm right there with you. Like, I love these songs. Like, it's great. But, you know, EDM back in the 90s was house music. So, like, you know, like CNC Music uh, Factory, anything by Martha Wash. Uh Like, that, to me, is what EDM is today. Because, I mean, pretty much it is what it is. You know, give or take a few things. It's really fun to see, like, like, techno and dance. Um you know, it's techno and house. That's what it is. It's techno and yeah. house for today. Yeah. Right. Um, and the thing is, I was never into, like, when you think of techno, I was never really into that. And, like, of house, I was never really into that. But this is, like, very digestible for me. Because mm-hmm. I normally listen to, like, alternative rock and, yeah. like, punk music. And, and, well, of course, like, pop stuff that's on the radio. But but this is, like, really, I don't know, for some reason, it, it really plays to my sensibilities. And, yeah. And it's just super fun. Like, I think ever, anyone could go to a... If you like having fun and you like dancing, and who doesn't, then uh, you should go to an EDM concert. Yeah, I wanted to go to EDC, um, Electric, Electric Daisy, Daisy Carnival. Carnival. Oh, And yeah. I was just like, oh, it'll be fun. Like, you pay, like, 30 bucks, and it's like a hundred and plus dollars for two days. I'm like, fuck you. Little, oh, yeah. I couldn't imagine doing that during the day. I, Especially because it's so hot. Yeah. Is so it in Florida? No yeah. way. Mm. Anyway, so that's that's my EDM. Story. Okay, well I'll check it out because I out. actually have been I've been reading a book about DJ culture, and of course I'm back in like still like the 70s. I mean, my it starts in like the beginning, and uh, I I have just you know recently now I've got Mighty Real stuck in my head. I've just gotten like sort of accepting of dubstep as a Ooh. valid. It has its place, <clears throat> but like I'm just was to that, that some point dubstep? Now. <clears throat> yeah, that's his drops there. <clears throat> yeah, his wubs. Um. So now, it has a place on the bottom shelf well, next yeah. to the pop. It works vodka. well with video. Uh, in fact, there's you know the guy the guys that did the uh, what does the fox say? Yeah, check out the video and I forgot what it's called, but it's basically a love story told between two dubstep fans and how they can only find like their love of dubstep. It's I'm not doing it justice, but it's hilarious. If you like making fun of dubstep, it's pretty funny. Uh, let's move on to some questions from the question. Now, this is a segment we have not done in a while, and not because you have not been asking us questions, although that is, you know, it hasn't been a lot. But, uh, you know, we always say it's, oh, we're too busy. We got so much else to do. This is a perfect evening. It is. To, let's, like, let's dig into a couple. People have life questions. They come to us all the time. I know Oral is frequently uh, patron, not patronized, but you know, p- people come to you for life advice all the time. Yes, they do, and, and you I, give them good advice. I like to think so. I mean, I was, I was actually a beneficiary of his life advice. You know, it's funny because I may not have gone through everything in my twenty-six years. Let's not lie, in my twenty-seven years of life, <laughs> but. 
you, I like to think that I have a very nice like perspective and empathy. Yes, I agree. Hmm, I haven't seen any of that. <laughs> Maybe you haven't deserved it. <laughs> well, I've seen it. So what? What do we have? What? What is uh, Actually, from the mailbag? You used to be Brian. You used to be my. Uh, you were my mama bear. I Every have, time I had yep. a problem, I would just call you randomly about. But then crazy things. Yeah, but if anything from cons to like boys mm-hmm. to like work or anything, yep. I call you my mama bear. But then mm-hmm. your life sort of <laughs> took a turn. Took a turn, and I noticed that at the time that I would spend talking to you was now you talking to Oral. Like at, when we go to the shop and I want to talk to you, yeah. you would go run to the back and talk to Oral, and Oral would like help you out with whatever problem you were doing. Oral, <laughs> Oral and Eric to a little lesser extent because he was always busy. Not that you, of course, Oral was busy doing other things in the back, mm-hmm. so I could talk to him more yeah. readily than Eric, who had customers, and I, you know. Yeah, but I, it was one of those weekly things where it was like, oh, what's going on now? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that was. But. but- what was the? Oh yeah, questions. Questions. These are more. Uh, the these are more general than. Uh, these aren't like relationship questions. Like, That's okay. We used to they don't only ask for those. Whatever. But, yeah. For and for everyone who's listening, if if you want to ask a question, you can email us at uh, the question at flameon show dot com show dot com. You can also tweet at us. Tweet at, at us flameon at podcast. Flameon podcast yep. Or uh, go on the Facebook fan page. Just leave a click, post. Yep. Click like if you have it, and then leave a post, and we'll we'll, we'll mm-hmm. answer it. If you have a Twitter handle, you can leave that, and we'll, we'll give you a shout or, out. Or if you're local and you just happen to know what one of us looks like, <laughs> or just randomly start talking to us. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to you, Jay Jose. Um, I love that. Yeah, just ask us questions. It's totally fine. So sure. So here, this one is this is uh, seasonally appropriate. So it says. Uh, what are you being for Halloween? I always wait until the last second, but I want to prepare something nerdy and awesome and preferably superhero this year. What have you been in the past? Signed, D.A. And I don't know who that is, but thank you, D.A., for that, um, that seasonal question. I'll admit, my Halloween days uh, are uh, long past. Like I think the <laughs> most I've dressed up recently, last year Halloween, I put on a 11th Doctor t-shirt, wore a fez, and had a sonic screwdriver. I mean, that was a pretty lame. I always wait till the last minute to DA. Yeah. Like, it's just, it, it's a bad habit. And every year I'm like, this is the year I'm going to do drag. And then, like, October turns around. I'm like, I don't even have a pair of pumps. Bitches, it's going to be later. <laughs> um, I would say that my best costume that I've done relatively recently was um, the black male backup dancer to Taylor Dane and Tell It to My Heart. Oh. I was, I was... Like stitch for stitch, perfect, perfect. If only you had worn that on Saturday night. I I would have had I was going to P House <laughs> yeah. for Taylor Dane, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but superhero, you know, or something nerdy. It says mm. something nerdy. So and, I've, and I've preferably superhero. I've done Doctor Who ish stuff too. I've had uh, the, the fourth Doctor's scarf, and then I kind of wore stuff around that. I. You know, uh, I was a Hogwarts professor once, although really looked like Doctor Who sort of pastiche. I mean, I was a robot when I was a kid. It's pretty nerdy. My mom made me a working like it was all like cardboard and whatever, but it had lights and sounds and all this you stuff. You know what's really if you drag wise and mm-hmm. if you're a female listener, Donna Troy. Well, Donna Troy is super easy to pull yeah, off. Yeah, absolutely. You get yourself a black wig. You get yourself some like spandex that sparkles. Yep. And some boots to match with some gauntlets. You're good to go, girl. And, you know, uh, where was... We were in uh, Target. Target this year has full-body costumes in different colors. They're like that 
you see them at it's like uh, a onesie yeah, lycra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like lycra, lycra. Those lycra. are actually really good. Well, I was actually thinking. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead and no, finish no, what you're uh, gonna say. You can do a lot with. Yeah, them. there's there's so many things you can do with them. One thing I was thinking of doing is getting a yellow one. Mm-hmm. And you can be a minion from Despicable Me. There you go. All you do is put on some blue overalls, gloves, oh. boots, and goggles. Now, if you are of the bearish type, like myself, uh, and a little bigger, like our friend Hex from Nerdy Show, you could be Wreck-It Ralph. That would be an excellent oh, costume, yeah. too. And, in fact, if you have a skinnier sort of friend with you, they could be Fix-It Felix. Yeah, and those are simple, easy costumes. Very straightforward, uh, easy to do. Yeah, that's, that's what I think is best for Halloween is don't be, you know, some, you know, thing that you have to explain be something yes. that's easily recognizable but also easy to make and if you you can do something you can explain like if you want to do like a mashup of you know zombie stormtrooper or you know one of those i like seeing those at uh, conventions yeah. you know but it takes a lot of effort to really pull that off you know? yeah um last year i was uh i think i was cyclops oh, yeah. which was you know he's wear all blue yellow belt and uh, then get some yellow skinny belts and put them across your chest for the... Uh, oh. it, was, it had a little bondage flair to it, I won't lie. <laughs> so many belts across my chest. Actually. And, uh, and then I bought some glasses that didn't have... Uh, sunglasses that didn't have a nose bridge, and uh, they were yellow, so that was like a visor. That works. You could go, and unfortunately with this, you'd have to be willing to spend us some money, but if you want to make a really good like super villain outfit, you could probably go to a leather store and get like a harness, you know, and do stuff around the harness, you know, if you if you want to not only justify a purchase of a harness, <laughs> some of you might. Because we all need a reason to buy a harness. Exactly. Uh, they're a little expensive. So, you know, you get a harness, and then you get maybe some, like, fake leather pants. And, I don't know, you could make some little villain sort of thing out of that. So No, for sure, yeah. Um, um, this I, this year, I'm going to be a Battlestar Galactica pilot. Really? In But not in the full flight suit, just in the tank top. Because the tank tops are... Oh, okay. That'd be a good thing to yeah, pull Yeah, so off. if you yeah. know Battlestar Galactica, it's instantly recognizable, which is yeah. my favorite thing. It's like, oh, you're X, Y, or Z. I like when people actually know who I am. Right. But if you if you aren't, then you'll have to ask me, and then that'll suck. But most of the people I know have wa- are like nerds, so I think I'm uh, good. It's got the dog tags and the uh, the tank top, and that, that's it. That's it. So... That's a great question, actually. Very timely. So what what other questions do um, we have uh, The this next week? one is, it says, Hey, gays, what is the best Marvel movie? And this was not signed by anybody. So hey please, gays. please let us know. And where do we get these questions from? Don't ask. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, the best Marvel movie, I would probably have to say The Avengers because it's the culmination of so many good things. And I think overall it executed it very well. Is this Marvel Studios? You think they're saying, or just, just Marvel in general? I think Marvel in general. Well, you do Marvel in general. That opens up more possibilities. But I would still mm. stick to Avengers across all the Marvel movies. Okay. What about you, Oral? You know, I I like Thor from just a a completely like I'm a huge Thor fan. But and even uh, Avengers for me is often its own like world on yeah. a different summit. Um, but I would have to say the best Marvel movie was Captain America. I do like Captain America. Because it is it is a period piece. Mm-hmm. It is done very well. It has a musical it number. Is. Yeah. That's it, funny. It has a great musical number. Um, it's funny. It's smart. It's it's palpable. Yeah. I agree with that. It's actually probably my second favorite. And uh, Joshua, what are I, you? I think Captain America, just to wait on Captain America, I think it's one of the best, like well, it's, like you said, well-made. It's one of the best-made Marvel movies. But I think it loses its way once he becomes Captain America. Like, the first half of the movie is great, and then he becomes Captain America, 
and to show the progression of the war, they do all these Montage. montages, yeah. and that's where the movie falls apart for Kinda me. Cheesy. But... He he literally like I don't know jumps off a tank and walks away as an explosion ignites behind him, and mm-hmm. uh-huh. that that's the same thing that happened in Wolverine Origins. So if you're borrowing something from Wolverine Origins, I yeah. feel like, or from just you know any action movie cl- cliche, then you you you've lost your way a little bit. But anyways, um, so what's your favorite? Captain America is a good movie. Uh Spider Man Two. Oh, you're right. Which is from just beginning to end, just it's actually a lot same as the first movie because they still has the the Uncle Ben stuff is like shoehorned in the dream scene and stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's a pure Spider-Man movie because it has all the elements from the origin to uh, the the villain and uh, Doctor Octopus, Alfred Molina, great Doctor Octopus, awesome, awesome. I love him in anything he's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was the best part of that. What was that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and oh, Prince of Persia? He was oh, like, yeah, yeah. hilarious vendor, whatever. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. But, uh, and then I like the, the fights are fights that only Spider-Man can get into when there's like up and down a building yeah. and throughout a, a subway car and around the subway car on the other side because he can stick to walls. And this villain complements that so well. You know, it's that like the train uh, sequence. Oh yeah. my God. Dude doesn't or- love that. The origin of Dr. Octopus is still one of my favorite scenes in movies ever because yeah. it's just really like dark and and creepy like super creepy yeah and Sam Raimi really gets to do the Sam Raimi thing yes. when remember he he's like still asleep but his claws wake up first yep. yeah. and they kill everybody and they have yep. the shot with like the chainsaw and dragging someone across the floor and their fingernails fingernails are like scratching yep. the very Raimi yeah, yeah. so uh, it was like it was, it was horror there was love there was uh, I have to go back to those movies another chance I didn't love them but I've never been a huge Spider-Man fan but I, I should go back because you know, it, that movie's just, just thrilling, and the score yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. just kicks in at the right moment. Uh, so uh, catch up to the train. Oh my gosh, that's actually my favorite superhero movie over The Dark Knight. So, oh, well, cool. There you go. Uh, are there any other questions this week? Um, I have one more. All right. For each of you, what is your dream gay couple in comics? You can include anyone, regardless of their sexuality, but leave pre-established couples like Hulkling and Wiccan out of the running. Thanks, Kelsey. So well, it's like, uh, and that's a girl. Pick? A yeah. girl wrote it. Okay. Hmm. Thank you, Kelsey. Well, oh, yeah. So we're, oh, who would oh. be your favorite? So we're picking two people who aren't together. We want them to be together. Yes. 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 Okay. I think I want to see, although I know in the Ultimate Universe he was, uh, uh, Colossus uh-huh. as, a, as a gay character. Uh-huh. And I would put him together with Quentin Quire. 
You just threw that out there? Yeah. You, that's the, I would have never seen that. Quentin well, Quire is a freak. You know it. I, exactly. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. You want to wear a harness, he would do it. Piotr, uh, 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 what's, what's his last name? Rasputin. Rasputin, thank you. I was going to go Tchaikovsky or something. Russian. Uh, he's very respectable, very, very stoic, mm-hmm. strong-willed, masculine, of course, whatever. Quentin Quire, um, asshole. I could see him with a touch of effeminate, fem, you know, sort of that female coming out a little bit. You mean bitchy queen? Yes. I can mm. see him being not just not just a bitchy queen, but just having that. But I mean, I know the way they're playing right now, of course, he's pretty straight up. But the way Morrison wrote him, I think that the way Morrison wrote him and then with uh, with uh, Colossus, that'd be interesting. Who's top and who's bottom? Well, I would say you should play against type. And so I would say Quentin should be the top. Interesting. Freaky top. Mm-hmm. Super freaky top. Okay, your turn. Because I still don't know. <laughs> um, Maybe I've inspired you with my odd Did pairing. it say Marvel? It has to be Marvel. Yeah, it does not have to be Marvel. It, it could do DC. No. Oh, yeah. Huh. I would... In fact, you could go cross-publisher. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, let me think of a good one, then. Oh, okay. Okay, so I would choose John Constantine. All right. Probably with... Oh, this is so fucking hard. I, I with with Iceman, and here's why. Whoa, whoa, what? Here's here's why. <laughs> Damn it, you top mine. Because <laughs> even though you know Iceman's a smartass, they're both smartasses. Yes. Ultimately, Bobby's that boy, that Boy Scout. Yes. And and Constantine has that like grit. Yep. That makes for that like truly dynamic couple. Yeah. One that you don't understand from the outside how they work. Huh. They just they resonate on one level, mm-hmm. and that makes up for the rest. Interesting. Hmm. Who top and top, who's top and who's bottom, or how does that work out between them? I think they're versatile. They flip. Actually, I think that Bobby is a big butch top. Really? What? And really? Team likes it up the arsehole. Yes. Okay. That was I was waiting for somebody to give that joke. Oh, thank God! You're welcome. <laughs> it was a reach around. Yeah. Um. Well, Wait, do did, did you think they use their powers when they do it? Like, is he making, like, ice, like, phalluses? I was wondering. I was thinking about going there, but... Uh. Possibly. I, I don't know. Would, I'm sorry. I've never had this experience, but I can only imagine sticking something very cold up your well, you rectum could use, like, a magic would spell, freak your, your right? vagus nerve out, and you'd be, like, spasming. I feel That'd like... Be um, you could, like, make a spell to... Right? Because Constantine's a wizard-ish, kind yeah. of, right? He's a mage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he could be, like... And then it's three snaps good. up, and you're. And then he's like, "I'm ready to go." Like some sort of, yeah. you know, they have that hot lube, the, you know. Yes, the icy, uh, whatever. All right, so who's your couple? Sorry, I'm gonna take it forever. I should have thought about this. <laughs> yes, um, you're the one who told us. <laughs> I know, but I didn't, I didn't give it a thought. Just go Superman and, and Cap. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh God. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Superboy. Hmm. Um. And Archangel. Interesting. Blue Archangel. Oh, oh, the Metal Wings? Oh, no, wait. Better yet, how about Archangel from Rick Remender's Uncanny X-Force? So when he's he's Apocalypse? regular, yeah. he's um, he's like, we don't, we're almost skinned in, in the Angel Wings, uh-huh. but when he is like horny, he gets an action, uh-huh. uh, he turns blue and, and metal, and he gets... And he gets kinky and crazy. I'm seeing a lot of dungeon type things and scenarios going on. In your <laughs> dungeon mind. in the sky because they're flying. But around. Superboy can take it, they yeah, because like they could have and they have sex in the air too. Yeah, and uh, I think Archangel would have to be the top there. So, mm-hmm. and I, I might be choosing Superboy because I saw the cutest Superboy at um, San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, like, ugh, 
I was like, whoa. Well, I think Super this is boy. a great opportunity to say if you would like to draw any of our pairings. Oh, my God. And send them to us. I would love, love, love to feature that as album art now. Sky lovers. Uh, we'll throw that out there. If you have a better pairing, feel free to write in and tell us what that is. Or if you're artistically inclined, draw it yourself. And that'll be a nice, like, not well, the Rule 63 thing. Didn't have any really amazing standout submissions. So we, we kind of moved away from that for now. It's still out there. So if you think of a good idea, please send it. But this could be kind of cool. Yes, and the tumblers do. love this kind of stuff, so we can yeah we'll get something going. Um, so we just put it up on our Facebook. So let's move on to I skipped a couple of things. We had a great come out with Pride Parade. We did, and I don't want to talk too much about it because it's kind of a local thing. I know we have listeners all over the place. We've actually we've had some great responses about Dragons and Spandex. Uh, we've had people from I think uh, uh, Europe. We've had a mm-hmm. couple uh, European countries. I think someone from uh, British Columbia. Like we we've had some really interesting You're kind of for the BC. Yeah, international. Uh, you know, listeners base I, I love 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 i mean you guys understand we get so excited when either we see something on facebook like somebody likes it or tweets it or whatever or, or when people come up to us in the club like jay jose did to hey, oral hey girl hey and just happen to go oh my god you're oral move on so please if you find us out in social media or out in public too you know don't be creepy but you know come up say hi we love that uh so come out of pride i actually saw jay jose he was there for hot spots he's one of their photographers uh, and got to see him briefly. I marched in the Sounds of Freedom band. Yes, so. and I saw you, and I was like three, three rows back, uh-huh. and so I couldn't really like scream because obviously you're playing. Well, sacrifice. you didn't scream, but uh, Justice did, and hey, Justice. I was like, "What the fuck? Who that?" Oh, and he did it last year too, and I should have realized, but. Um, you know, you get into that parade thing, and unfortunately, you know, it's not like you're on a float and you're just waving and throwing stuff. Yeah. When you're marching, you're trying to march and you're trying to play your instrument, and you don't want to fuck up either thing. So, like, you don't get to kind of look around much. Mm. So, like, I barely, I saw Pat taking pictures. I saw a few of my friends, uh, kind of in a usual spot that we used to hang out when I'm, before I was in the parade. And I, I saw, I of course saw Justice when he yelled out at me, but, um, both of you were there. Yeah, yeah, I saw you from afar. I was on the opposite side, and I don't think you saw me. Yeah. But I was like, Drew's going to get a great, great picture of him, and he did. He got he did. Me, oh, he did. did. You see it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I did. Sweet. Shout out to Drew. Yeah, I actually was uh, hoping we could get him back on here soon uh, when our schedules line up better. I uh, I was very proud to get a zebra tattoo. The Zebra Coalition uh, had these little airbrush tattoos. Oh. oh, I was like, oh my god, you got a real tattoo. No, that's coming, but not yet. Here's the thing. The Zebra Collision, I think, had a person dressed up as a zebra. Yes. Yeah. And then they had an actual zebra. Yes, they did. And it was adorable. Are you serious? I didn't even see that. Wow. Yeah. I was like, an actual zebra. I love the Zebra Collision. And I know where you're going with this. Can we say what they, what they are? Oral, please. Okay, so the Zebra Just Coalition ha- is, is like... Uh, a safe haven. There's a house in Orlando where, you know, uh, GLBT youth can go when they, you know, either are kicked out, kicked out or, you know, down like on their luck. transitioning between transitioning. housing. Yep, yep. Um, it is a safe place. They offer counseling, um, like places for people to shower. Like it's just, it's with no uh, cameras. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> no cameras. It's not dude dorm. No, um, and I have been really proud to, to be a yeah. part of charity events to help them. Well, and in fact, we are going to be holding, and you've probably seen this on Facebook, the Skip Enders Game event coming up on November yes. 1st, Friday after ha- Halloween, right after. And uh, it's a big protest movement, but really all we're doing is throwing a party. And Pat's going to be there and do karaoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have all of us Flame On people there. I, I, the only one I'm not sure about is Jared. We'll see if we can be there. 
Uh, I think we might do a little, maybe a recording. Definitely have, uh, you know, some kind of contest. Maybe have either people come up and sing and do a competition. Or, I don't know. We're gonna, we're gonna try to have fun and games. At the very least, it's a good Friday night hangout at the Geek Easy. Yeah. And it's free. No cover. Which normally some events, you know, they do there. There's not, maybe not a cover, but you have to be a member or whatever. No, like, not no, even. They don't have that. Okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to sell this, but, um, no cover unlike other, uh, other clubs then. Mm-hmm. But, if you would like, donate to the Zebra Coalition through our uh, resident char- charity, the MAP Foundation. So what we're going to be doing is saying, at least give us, you know, it doesn't have to be the cost of a ticket to the movie, but if you like, as a substitute, instead of paying 10 bucks to go see the Ender's Game movie that Orson Scott Card financially benefits from, blah, 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 give to this great cause. Um, otherwise, the corporate sponsors were out like crazy this year. Disney had this whole children's zone. They always have them, entertainment. Though. Supposedly, they provided uh, actual people to help run the parade, like from their yeah parade God, division. Yeah. The parade itself was like an hour and a half. It was so long, which oh. is actually for Orlando Pride, uh, probably the longest yeah, it's ever been. UCF, like the biggest school in the area, wasn't there. I didn't know about. I, I don't. We have Rollins some, was though. Yes, that that was was my my we have some connection to UCF. We should find out what happened because I wonder if it was, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, all the bars, of course, not that it needed to be there. any longer. It was a long. It parade. was a long, and sometimes they were not spaced out appropriately. Oh, I saw. Because, we were at the very beginning, right? Yeah. So we went all the way around. Uh, and it basically, if you know Orlando, it goes around Lake Eola. We lapped the parade. We got to the, where all the floats were staged, and we were done. And they were still waiting. And we're like, oh, my God. So we go off to our tent, which is kind of like we can see the parade route from the street to the street. And I would just sit there and be like, are they done? We saw the float no, go by. No, they weren't. But no, there was just huge gaps. And supposedly this year they had like little performance segments. Like they would stop and do some kind of little... Not sure. where I was. No, I saw some people, or, or like, like the, the flag twirlers, the best flag oh, well, twirlers. The, yeah, that, they, they had a segment where yeah, they yeah. put down the flag and they did like a little dance for like 15 seconds. Yeah. yeah. And they picked it back up and kept well, going. I know the so, Stonewall like supposedly had like a flash mob for their thing. And so they actually stopped and supposedly had like people run up and do some kind of dance and choreography. Ah, oh, that's cool. I didn't get to see it because again, from where we were, you really can see shit. But, um, anyways, yeah, very well attended. It was a good, supposedly over 100,000 people in attendance yeah which, good you know, Orlando Pride yeah you know, woohoo and at Orlando Pride it's big for us because we don't get to celebrate during normal Pride time because we have gay days so well, we have that, the, and it's so goddamn oh, hot yeah. <laughs> well we don't want to have like St. Pete has it early in the morning yeah. we actually want to just do a typical afternoon thing and actually the weather was pretty good it didn't yeah, rain it, rains, it was like a little overcast at some parts and it was a little hot but not too bad and nice breeze does, so, does anyone remember when I was uh at the they had a superhero themed yes. pride parade. No, and I was that wasn't was that Pride or Gay Days? No, that was they they've done both. They've yes, they've I know done what you're both. talking about. I was in a parade. Yep, is yep, all I know. Yep, I remember and that. And I was dressed as Robin. Wasn't Eric on a float too that year? I was on the or, float. Oh, Eric had to walk. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I was Robin, and my and my friend was Wonder Woman, and uh, it was the best time ever. So, Gosh. anyways, so um, video games, real quick. Uh, I just want to mention that for those of you who are big Zelda fans, and I, and also Pat, and I don't know, are you guys all Zelda? Big I Zelda like fans? Zelda. I I'm love playing, Zelda. I'm no, playing yeah. the Link to the Past on my phone. I'd rather get a on new Zelda than oh. a HD Wind Waker remake, but whatever. Well, so I. Speaking of which, I got the HD Wind Waker. I did not get the one with the figurine. I wanted it with the Ganon oh, figurine. Nobody like I and I waited for the last minute. I always am too late to the game, you know. 
and no e, uh, EB, um, no GameStop had anywhere. EB games. Oh my God, Funny. I got taken back right, to the, right. To cabbages, the 90s, uh, late cabbages, early yeah. 2000s. So uh, I didn't get the figurine, but the figurine looks pretty cool. Uh, the game's gorgeous. So, but see, it was gorgeous so, from the get go. Yes, but even more so now in HD. And here's the other cool thing. So I've had a Wii U since it came out, right? I haven't yeah. talked much about it because honestly, I haven't played it that much. It's been kind of sitting there laying dormant because there's just nothing that's that amazing. So what I realized, yes, I need you to buy Mario Party. I yeah, I heard. Oh, well, I need to. Actually, that's a whole other thing. I discovered that I can actually take the little tablet. What do they call that? The Wii U remote. Uh, yeah, I can take it, and you can hit like select or something. And it switches the game from the big screen to your tablet, uh-huh. and you can just march it in my bedroom. It reaches in where I I can just lay there in my bed, and it's like I have like a little portable game Wii uh, Wii U version of uh, uh, Wind Waker, and so that oh. to me is awesome. Like that's super awesome. I, I We're can, living in the future, well, you know. And yeah. the, people had talked about this feature, and they're like, "Oh, it's kind of cool." But seriously, that's what it took for me to realize, oh my God, this is convenient. And especially because like if, if Pat wants to watch TV or if, you know, we, we just, we can both, you know, watch what we want. I can sit there and play it. In fact, we did this last night. I sat there and played a little bit while he was watching uh, something. And then finally, like he likes to watch me play. So I just switched to the big screen and there we go. Random side note, so. like, because I just haven't had a Nintendo in mm-hmm. forever. Um, Wind Waker was the only Zelda game that I, I have beat from beginning to end. Which surprised me. Well, and here's the thing. I played bits and pieces uh-huh. of pretty much all of them. Right. But I've just never... Because Wind Waker's a pretty big slog. Like, it takes a while. Yeah, and... All that boating and sailing. They, you know. they sped it up. You can get the swift sail very early on in the game, yeah, which you can uh, quickly sail with no... Uh, yeah. No matter which way the wind is going. Uh-huh. And they shortened that horribly long end quest the Triforce search uh-huh. yeah. it's much shorter now which it, I, I kind of wish they hadn't done that but you can do like the the, the harder version to make up that the, was like the biggest thing people ever complained about that game see and I loved it I, so, I really had a good time now the Tingle Tuner is different too in fact I think a lot more people will probably use this version um, you get like a message in a bottle thing and basically you just can write a note uh, in the game and send it out and then anyone who comes across you know on the internet that you, if you allow everybody's messages you get a little note in a certain area that says, hey, check this out, or here's a picture of me doing, you know, fighting You can take selfies. Something. You can take, in fact, that's what everybody's doing, they're taking funny selfies of Link, so. Um, it's great. It's beautiful. I, I, I've always thought that as much as a lot of people don't like the visual style because it's so different from the old Zelda. it's all shaded, yeah. I think it's just gorgeous. I mean, just so beautiful, and it's such a daring change to the Zelda mythos to take Hyrule itself and just kind of, you know, spoiler alert, uh, sink it and so this, you can't claim spoiler I, I, alerts I'm being a sarcastic. decade and a half. I'm being later. sarcastic, but uh, yeah, eleven years. But the uh, the fact that the game has all the Zelda tropes, and in fact, as I'm playing it, I'm actually seeing things that they've done since that tie back to Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. You know, they introduced a lot of new mythos in it, and um, and then the three the DS games that came after. Yeah, Phantom Hourglass was excellent. Uh, Spirit they all Tracks use that okay. art style. They like they, the Nintendo style. really embraced it. And People they're in the same did world. lose their shit, but I think that game did not need a remake because it still look. If you were to play the original GameCube, sure it looks better now with shiny graphics in comparison, right. but. That still, still looks good. It yeah. still holds up. Whereas Ocarina and Majora's Mask well, and even Twilight Princess now, with their sort of more realistic yeah. in air quotes uh, story, uh, like look, they uh-huh. don't look dated. Well, Ocarina I played on. Th- I have that on the 3DS, and actually that looks really good in 3D. See, 
I would love a full like Wii U Majora's uh-huh. Mask. That's my favorite Zelda oh, well, they, by a long shot. There's, yeah, so many. If people. that got a remake, I would With buy that. With the moon crashing into the oh yeah, that's so pretty, good. It's a cool. It's kind the of dark first game. Zelda to me that felt alive because everyone had a, a daily schedule that they went and they lived their life. Yeah, saw them doing it and it was so good. No, I actually really like that game a lot too. All right. Let's move oh, on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, 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 oh. GTA Five oh, yeah, is yeah, yeah. gorgeous, yeah. is awesome. It is must- Have you had sexual hookers yet or prostitutes? No, 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 no. I, I love bouncing around that, like you were in that state. Mm-hmm. It is not just a city, it is a, a effing state. It's Jesus. massive. Um, I love the soundtrack. Yeah. The soundtrack's perfect. Uh-huh. Um, set currently, it's like modern. Yes. Not, okay. And you know, like everyone's comp- Funny story. Everyone's complaining about how hard flight school is, but I learned how to play video games. Like, There's a freaking flight simulator in this game? Well, no, no, no. I, I used to play Ace Combat 3 Electrosphere, uh-huh. which was one of my favorite games ever. Right. Um, and so flying is, and vehicles are super easy for me. Apparently, flying in this game is super hard for people uh-huh. when you have like different things to do. Yeah. While I will say helicopters are fucking hard, um, it is it is great. And... Like, flying around, you see how much detail is in this game, mm-hmm. and it's great. So, have you been in a strip club and had to avoid the bouncer yet? That's no. where I was going. That's the thing a lot of people are getting. It's a lot of tension and how, how terrible it is. But, yeah, you you basically are groping the stripper or whatever, and you don't want the bouncer to catch you. Others get thrown out. Mm. And the biggest problem people have is, like, that's the, your, the, the rule is you don't grope the strippers. They don't want to be groped. So that you're teaching, you know, whoever's playing this, like, uh, you can grip. I'm just saying what people have said. I, I know. I don't. I don't. I honestly don't care. But see, but the thing know. is, GTA has always been a satire on it on is. American life really? through through different genres. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think know about that. it this way. Like Vice City, which is my favorite GTA game, hands down. Is like a satire on the drug induced, like, gotcha. like period sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like take it all eighties culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, specifically, it, yeah, in Miami. Yeah, yeah, and so like that is is just what GTA has always been. Is that the one that has the Ballad of Gay Tony? Yeah, yeah, yes. the last one. Did you play that one? No, I did not. I'm just curious, like, what does that have to do with this character? Or what's the um, deal? I but, you know, that. like, it, GTA has always been that way. I'm impressed with the world building. I would play, like, they did that Western. Was it Red Dead Redemption? Red Dead Redemption. Sort uh, of the same people who made it, yeah. you know, but it's a Western. Rockstar. Like, I'm yeah. more interested in Rockstar. I'm more interested in the games they build that aren't about vice and criminal and blah 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 like but with that same attention to detail and scope and all that that's i I, if they did a sci-fi thing uh they probably have but i don't know about it i mean i would play that but like these games where you go around carjacking it's like i don't want to i just don't yeah there was a big um controversy games spot i think it was did a review of it Mm -hmm. and the reviewer said it was very misogynistic and uh like anti-feminist or well, whatever, yeah. and very super degrading to women, and, and it is. And it said it acknowledged that it was satire, but also that it crossed the line into poor taste uh, many times. Um, but they still gave the game like a nine point, despite these things. It was still very good games. Yeah. But people flipped out at this person, and they said, "You know, you have no right to bring up those things." Like what? Yeah, of course you do. Of course, the people I mean, who are like, video games are art. Wait, you're not allowed to comment on what video games are about. Like, you can't say both. Yeah, no, video no. games are are. You gotta have a They are ways. saying things, and yeah. that, and and also the reviewer was transgender. Um, 
which was, an, was another more fuel to the fire for the horrible internet commenters. Oh, oh. Did you um, see Matt Con, our buddy uh, from GamerX, like posted a video of some yeah. of the terrible comments? That, mm. Oh my god! Yeah, just the uh, humanity is just but disgusting. Just as a personal note, I never could get into GTA. I've bought two of them. Like mm-hmm. bought. I've bought for another bought, word. He's just. I'm just can't. gonna make things up. <laughs> uh, Journalizations. Uh-huh. Uh Strategic. I bought four and five, and I could never get into them. But uh-huh. I remember when three was out. That was like the first really popular. Yeah, one, yeah, right? three. Yeah. I remember watching my friend back in high school just play it for hours, and he would make the craziest shit happen. He was so creative with it. Mm-hmm. And, and then, but when I would go play by myself later, I'd be like, "This isn't as much fun." Just I don't know. She's on fire, and she. Burns through the night at the speed of light. I'm sorry, it's a song from GTA 3. Like, oh, oh. That's <laughs> I thought right. you were doing, um, what's your name? Alicia Keys? Yeah. She no, is. that girl that on fire. boy now. is a bottom. Yes. So, comics, let us... Comics, what? Get through this Indiegogo. Uh, actually, speaking of that, I, I, I do want to mention, in fact, Indiegogo, if you never use it, it's like Kickstarter, basically. It's another yes. Kickstarter. And one of my favorite comic books later television shows the middleman uh has been financed uh, they're doing a project to bring back the comic and somehow i guess the last comic they put out it kind of left it open-ended like the television show just they want one season on uh on family channel or whatever it was abc family or whatever whatever that channel is that has like uh seventh heaven and all of those anyway pax tv no 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 no. before that anyway it, it was it was actually not it didn't fit on that channel at all but it wasn't like super adult either. It was just fun. It's just kind of zany, superhero-ish fun. Um, anyway, they left it hanging. They just ended the season. It was done. So bring it back. Indiegogo. I'm going to put a link up on the Facebook. If you like the show, if you want to see more of that content, the original writer and the original artist are coming back to do another trade. And supposedly they're going to wrap everything up, but then they're going to kind of relaunch it as a new idea, like, you know, they could tell more stories in the universe. So very excited about that. Super cool. No, that's now, always awesome. Uh, the bad, good stuff. More comes back. crazy indie books, uh, some a little more indie than others. Uh, Hinterkind. Or I was saying Hinterkind, but yeah, it's well, probably Hinterkind. Whatever it is. Um, I don't I know. I know nothing too. about yeah. it. This is like a, a post fantasy apocalypse. Right. Where, yes. Yeah. Where <laughs> um, something dramatic has happened. Uh, the human population on Earth has just been decimated. And so there are a few pockets of, like, survivors and their descendants left. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the post-apocalyptic thing is fantasy. Yeah. Like, fantasy elements That's... have come back out in full force, and they now rule the planet. Exactly. And we are surviving their world. It's so crazy. But huh. you know what? The, the art lends itself well some of the like the characters look a little wonky did you notice the streaks in the hair yes what's that about I have no is that, is that a t- killing technique who, I've never heard of do you of? know who the people are who did this I can't remember I it's a Vertigo Vertigo book which is yeah. a note because Vertigo's new wave yes. which has been like everything that's come out so far has been very good okay like Trillium The Wake uh, and now Hinterkind or Kind um it's just I I I love Vertigo. Vertigo is yeah. my favorite, like publisher outside of like mainstream. It, yeah, like it. Besides Image, Image has really come a long yeah, way. Image recently, recently. But like I still have a soft spot for Vertigo, and Vertigo is going back to their roots, mm, and yeah. I really like it. Well, they're bringing in new creators. They're not just using... like yeah, like a dozen, like b- more than a dozen books, and all from like new names. Yeah, mm. yeah. 
which um, is great, which is awesome. But you know, pick it up because it's very, it's I'm very interested good now. I'm Plus, interested in that. There is a sexually ambiguous character. Uh oh. Hey. Uh, so uh, Trillium, and I only want to touch on this briefly. Uh, this is the third issue. Mm-hmm. First issue is the flip book. You know. Yes. Second issue, they got away from that. Uh huh. Third issue, they go back to it. But I read confusing. it wrong. Confusing as fuck. I read it wrong. And I'm so you mad. get to that first page, it's upside down. You think, yeah. oh, I flipped to the other end of the book. No, you just rotate the whole thing 180 degrees. But then you're reading from right to left, from yeah. like page wise, not panel wise. So I love Jeff Lemire. I, I'm interested now. The the end of the uh, issue is kind of an interesting like status quo sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what the hell does this mean? Um, but uh, confusing to say the least. Yeah. Um, so so it was it was no what was it Batman number twelve or something that one didn't confuse no, me five. nearly as Batman much. number five that you... one didn't confuse no. me because it's okay. very clear like it's you, you can tell with the art like what they're but doing but you still get lost and, and, and this... your intent and the intent yeah. is to get lost in this case and maybe that's what he was going for mm. it was going back and forth between their perspectives until they kind of merged again right. So that's why they were doing it. So I don't know. Mm, now, I have not read Lazarus yet, although it was in my poll, which is kind of funny. Because um, I'm like, I haven't read this yet. Dude, um, this is like the series I've been waiting for yeah. to like hook me again. It's from Greg Rucka. Right. Wrote Batwoman and... Queen uh, and Country, which is actually what I'm reading right now. What did you say? Queen and Country, Country is spy series. Oh, okay, yeah. Which is really good. And uh, what else did he do? He did, he's done Punisher. Gotham Central. Gotham yeah. Central, yeah. So he's... he's all, I interviewed him at uh, San Diego... And he is so cool. I was like, oh, we have this interview room like set up aside, and you know it's upstairs in air conditioning. And he's like, oh, no, I'm going to go outside, and we're going to have a smoke, and we're going to do this. And I was like, okay. And we go cool. out there, and we're like on a park bench. I'm talking to Greg Rucka, and like, he's sitting Indian style, just smoking. And he's like got an earring. He's like super cool. Awesome guy. Anyways, um, the series is a little bit in the future where uh, wealth is distributed through different families, and okay. the main Carlisle family has the bulk of the power. And... They uh, um, have like serfs and like slaves uh, type is that kind of society. Yeah, it's if and, you're not family, you're a serf. Yeah, which means that you can contribute to the family in some way. Otherwise, you're considered waste, like right. you're garbage. And resources, like wealth, is measured in resources and uh-huh. stuff. Okay, and so that's sort of the world they're in. Um, and the fi- all the families are fighting. And Lazarus is is this this girl. Each family has like a Lazarus, which is like these what are appearing to be like sort of advanced humans with like I don't know if it's robotics or cybernetics or you know and drugs or a mix of all these like performance enhancing stuff but they're like the bodyguard of the family and it's about this one named Forever Carlisle and she is caught up in this very like Shakespearean drama of her Mm -hmm. family of like betrayals and and like uh, taunting other families and and like all these I don't know it's awesome it's crazy it's there's twists there's there's like craziness you want to pull your hair out um yeah. it's really good and they just finished the first arc i guess um so, they're on issue four, four and i don't think the arc is done oh, maybe yet. five is the so, uh, i was reading today and i think five is the end of that arc and, okay so oh, there's one more so. yeah, yeah that makes um, sense is this uh who's this image or vertigo or what i want to say it's if it's image i think image. it's image then you'll get the first trade probably yes, for yes. 10 bucks uh-huh. always always if you're not reading the issues you want to get that first trade for Tim that's a great great price point for that mm-hmm. yeah. and then usually it's right out with issue 6 so you get the trade then you yeah. get the 6 issue are you earning it too Oral? I am I, re- I'm like really it? liking it it's not my favorite book ever because uh, some that's of it slow burn well it's not even that some of it like you just see coming yeah but like entertainment wise I'm enjoying it okay 
Now, uh, Saga, of course, I am not Such reading a- this. I'm reading this in trades, so, uh, you know. It you're looks- the worst kind of person. Why? Because you're waiting, trade waiting mm-hmm. on a monthly podcast I, I, where I, we review monthly yeah, comics. Thankfully, my co-hosts uh, read things I don't. Uh, <laughs> but no, honestly, I find that Brian K. Vaughn I enjoy more in trades, as a rule. Like, I... His stories just work better for me that way. Yeah. So, well, but anyway, it's good. Still, I heard I've heard good things. It's still good. Like yeah. nothing uber it's, dramatic. It's so good that each issue comes out, and it's like, yep, that's still great. You know, you just what do you say? You're like, oh, this is still awesome. I love it. But yeah, it's super good. It's right now. It's sort of. It's not as tense as the first two arcs. Right Are they now, still on the run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what, they're, yeah. They're still on the. Well, run. what happened was the the first issue of this new arc. They show them in this very precarious position. Oh, okay. After some time has passed, and they're uh, like, "Oh crap!" Like the bad guys, like right downstairs, and right. they're they're hiding in the attic. And now they flashed back, and they're showing how they got to that point. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we sort of know the end game here, but yeah. we're seeing how it happened, and, the, and we're just getting more and more just awesome character stuff. We got mm-hmm. to see the little walrus in overalls again. Yeah. <laughs> um, fan favorite. Yeah, it really is. I love it. The tabloid reporter, I don't know if this is like some trans species love. I'm just like, you were just gorgeous. Which one? The The blue one? Yeah, the blue one. He's just like, I see him just like in a corner, just like, hey, just like, can I buy you a drink? Um, He has fins. He's blue. Whatever. He's like one of those guys. What's that movie with Jim Carrey? And they're like fuzzy aliens and they come down. No idea. Come on. Earth girls are easy? Yeah. Is that what it is? Like with Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Earth wow. Girls are easy. Yeah, that's oh, who wow. those guys remind me of. Yeah. And you're into that. So nah, what I want to know is they made a comic book about Powerpuff Girls. Oh my god, it's super cute. The art, I love Powerpuff Girls. I think it's Tony Little. Yes, the name. He wrote and drew it, which is very impressive because mm-hmm. it's spot on Power Girls from the transitions to the jokes and everything. Is he the original show? No, because no. No, it was. Tarkovsky, I think. Yeah. Okay. yeah, he was one of the show producers. I, think. Okay. I don't think he created it. Although, the girl who make, who run, does My Little Pony. Yeah, yeah, Laura she was a Powerpuff alum. Hill or something? No, that's not her name. No. I can't remember. Yeah. But she, she uh, worked on Powerpuff Girls right. as well. But yeah, but it's just a, some story. But I want to hang up. It's that the girls, I feel like they have a really... I feel like they, they come off as bullies to me in this. Ooh. You know... I can see that, but they uh, for me they always had that like to each that, other or to the bad no, guys? no to the bad guys to the bad guys. Okay, the, they Especially always had Mocha. that like oh. that twinge that like that slight turn of you know we're gonna treat you like crap because you treat other people like crap. Right, they're no, like yeah. Superman used to be. He was the yeah. bully to yeah. the villain. And the show it came off as more like a they're sort of like charming and endearing, antagonizing. Yeah. yeah, each other and the villains, and the villains kind of always got what they deserve, but. This one was just, and it was very introspective and dark moment for Mojo. Yeah. Who's deciding he like, he's a super genius monkey, but he can't beat the Powerpuff Girls. So he must now, he wants to become a normal monkey again. He wants all his genius taken away because uh-huh. his genius allows him to see just how cataclysmic his failure is. That's heavy stuff for yeah. Powerpuff Girls. But you know what? <laughs> it's when you start to read it, all of those voices come in just like that. No, it's super. It is, yeah. yeah. You're, you're correct. But I, I didn't like that little, I, I, I'll, I'll read another few issues yeah. to, you know, see if, if it, 
maybe it's just it's different to you know read it than you see it I on bet the show. that's part of it because you don't get that same dynamic right music, right hyper or whatever now what is this rat queens oh rat queens. my god yes! Brian Hopkins we're not reading any of the good stuff uh, uh, you know what Joshua for the first time ever you and I are just like so <laughs> synchronized where you know like we're reading these books we love these books these books are great rat queens is EverQuest meets bad girls club oh boy Take it away, Joshua. No, I feel like your excitement was so high that you need to do it. I feel okay. like I did the last one. <laughs> so it is um, these group of girls who are kind of like this like four or five person guild. Um, and they're they're boozers. They are brawlers. They're actually they like playing do... a game or they're no, in the world? No, these, this is like in the, the world. world. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and they like fighting with all of these other like groups, um, like adventurer groups in the town. Mm-hmm. And the town's finally had enough and just sends them all away. Um, and they're, they're supposed to go on this quest to, to do good in the area. But they're just like, they're just severely just like not fucked up. Just no, really it's fucked like, up. Some I mean, fucked yeah, up. some of them are fucked up, but, but, it but they're, like, they're kind of like somebody you know and like your group of friends. Yeah. Like there's the one kind of like short, girl uh and she's like super sexually perverted mm-hmm. and they stop for a break eric yeah <laughs> he is yeah, she's like, eric they stop for a break and it's like oh let's eat and then she pulls out a bag of mushrooms and candy yeah and they're like you buy drugs and candy you're supposed to eat <laughs> nice. um, it's who is this another image book yeah yeah it's by curtis weeb Curtis J. Weeb, I think is how you, I don't know how you say his name, huh. but he, um, I'm probably butchering that. I feel so bad, but he did Peter Panzerfaust. Oh, okay. Which I love. If you're not reading Peter Panzerfaust, really good things. And you don't, you know what? No, hmm? go ahead. Oh, no, uh, if you don't, if you like, um, reworkings of old stories, it is one of the greatest out there yeah. because it's not, there's no magic involved. Mm-hmm. It's Peter Pan, uh, Peter Pan in World War II. Right. Where Hook is a Nazi mm-hmm. and the Lost Boys are French orphans. It is great. Yeah. And it's told all in retrospective. So every like story arc, you know that this person survives, but you don't know about any of the rest. I see. Huh. Yeah, it's uh, super good. So, uh, and Buzzkill. Buzz- Buzzkill. I is- did not read it. Okay. Oh, gosh, you broke our streak. I'm sorry. We were, we were, we were gelling so well. Uh, very quickly, it's just a guy, the more wasted he gets, like on like, drugs and alcohol or whatever, the, the better s- superhero he becomes. Yeah, he, he gets superpowers. See- I thought that was called The Bounce. Oh, no, 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 that's no. something Buzzkill. We ran out, and I didn't get a chance to read it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, but it's just, it's exactly it's what it sounds so like. so true. When you're drinking and you're getting a little drunk, you feel like you're on top of the world. I mean, if that sounds interesting to you, just read it. But I, I yeah. enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Very good. So, you know, there's lots of indie options. Now, we're going to go into the big two, uh, the Marvel and DC. We'll start with Marvel. Uh, we're going to mention Battle of the Atom, but, you know, Eric and Pat did an hour of mm. just Battle of the Atom introspection. I listened to the whole thing. Good it, if you're an X-Men fan. If you're not, hang on to your butts, because that is... <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm was an X-Men 45 fan. minutes of talking about Jean Grey no, and 15 minutes no, 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 of Battle no. of the Atom? No, plot. actually, they did a good job. I mean, they've done a great job covering Jean Grey. And, of course, she was mentioned, because there's been a lot of amazing Jean Grey stuff in Battle of the Atom. Um, oh, but, because Eric is Eric fancies himself as the Phoenix, but we all know Eric is Dark Phoenix, and I think Pat is is Green well, Phoenix. Isn't yeah, he? but yeah, Eric thinks he's Madeline Pryor, so you know whatever. Well, yeah, he, he, they have a your thing. boyfriend. Oh, really? They they've decided it. Okay. Yeah, well, I think Pat has just owned it. 
Maddie you know, Pryor. Anyway, so Battle of the Atom, real quick, uh, we're turning the corner. I think it's like we got a couple issues left. Yeah, it's it's only going to be ten issues. And only big, ten issues, but what, it's been it's only forty issues in rapid succession. Um, it's been, yeah, been every week. Yeah, the big corner was turned as far as the story. Now we know that the quote unquote future X Men are not who they say they are, and we have seen yet another group of future X Men uh, with All some interesting new, new future future X Men. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess the big question then is what happens after this? Is there a major status quo change? I know some of the covers have been shown. Certain people or person uh, might not make it out of this. <gasps> Don't tell alive. me. I do not look at previous. All I can, I can say it. is, and think about it. We all know big events. People get killed. Just go into it expecting somebody to die, even if they don't. I'm just. I Marvel right now with both of their events uh-huh. are just perfect. Yeah. Spot on. Each one, knock it out of the park. Even though I. What aggravates me, just from a strictly like like working in the industry standpoint, mm-hmm. when I tell you in order to read this event, you need to read these books. Yep. Like Battle of the Atom. Oh, I only read Wolverine and the X Men. I'm like, you're not gonna understand anything that's fucking going on. If you're not gonna get all the books, you might as well skip. Exactly. The next two months or whatever. Or you know, later when we talk about Infinity, when I tell you you read Infinity, Avengers, and New Avengers. I need you to read those well, books. And let's go to that, because, again, they've covered Battle of the Atom pretty exhaustively. Infinity is awesome. And I have had so many people who are kind of like, oh, it's too confusing or complicated. Because you're being lazy. Well, right. They're either not reading or Avengers they're broke. Avengers. That's an expensive, expensive-ass event. Three books, and they're coming out not weekly exactly, but almost. No, yeah. You only need to read those three, the main and then the, the other Hick- the Hickman books, basically. Yeah. I, and you've got the whole thing that you need to worry about. I'm begging... Um, um, Mighty Avengers would be better than it is. Nova, I'm just reading until Richard comes back. Oh, um, yeah. Like the if I, my my thing is if you are reading that book and it is a tie-in, then continue to read that book. Yeah. But if I tell you that something is integral yep. to this story, like some people don't understand what's going on in Infinity, I'm like, did you read Avengers? Did you read New Avengers? No. Why didn't you? Well, because I didn't think I needed to. I'm like, there's a fucking checklist. It almost works without it. Like It almost does. They they do enough recapitulating of different scenes mm-hmm. that you can kind of get the, the, the cliff note version in the main book. Ugh. But you're right. You need the full story and the character beats and the connective tissue, and that's in the Avengers and New Avengers books. It's, it's almost kind of sad. This is a great event. I'm really enjoying it, Infinity. But it's almost sad that the six issues, you know, the event core series doesn't stand alone by itself. Well, it's, it, it's a perennial problem with the crossover. Yeah, but you, it, go ahead. You want to, you want to do the thing where you only have to buy this and not these others, but to tell that story that you want to tell, especially, and this doesn't happen very often, but Bendis did it during, um, not civil war, but, uh, the secret invasion. Mm. It really helped to see all Bendis's parts. Because Bendis wrote the main book, and he wrote Avengers and, and Mighty Avengers, I think, at the time, or whatever. Uh, or New Avengers. It was, no, it was New Avengers. And because you saw, like, the backstory that really informed what was going on yeah. in the current It's thing. the same thing with Infinity. And it, honestly, to get the best experience, and this is really, unfortunately, going to be a thing for you, you trade waiters, if you're already doing it, Hickman... His big ideas, like, you can do it week, month to month, week to week. I do, and mm-hmm. I keep up fine. But, like, it's going to make a hell of a, like, a series when you go back and read Avengers, 
yeah, New Avengers, course. Infinity, and then whatever happens next. Um, it's a huge, huge interlocking arc of all these different things working together, and it's Can it's we impressive. talk a little more specific just okay. about... Um, well, I guess the couple things I'm interested about are, uh, on the New Avengers side of things, it's Thanos' son. Thane. That w- yeah, Thane oh. was revealed to be... I didn't know he had a name yet. ...the Thane, focus yes. of of why he's really there. Okay. Which is interesting to me. Well, and that ties into um, Jason Aaron's thing where he's killing off all of his progeny. Yeah. So. Kind of, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't hear about... Th- oh, I didn't read that. Thanos yeah. Rising. Oh, yeah. poor, I didn't finish that. Yeah. Um... And and then um, of course he uh, he confronts ba- Black Bolt and B- Black Bolt speaks in this. I, that's how it ends on that moment, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, oh God, that was the, um, the next issue is so dramatic and just completely shifts the these past two issues. Uh, I'm sorry, the issue that three and four will just shift this entire event. And I mean, not so much in the other books, but like Infinity itself, the Earth based. Stuff. Yeah. Oh. yeah. See, that was my next thing I was going to say is that there's this huge space war going on, and then there's Thanos, and those have yet to show how they're going to link, or if they are at all. I I would imagine they're going to intersect somehow, but I don't under. Is that going to happen next time? Prop. Uh. Do you, oh, I'm asking because you've read ahead. Uh huh. Are, are they have they yet? And issue four, do they? You'll begin to see. Okay. You'll begin to okay. see. Because I'm just like, okay, this is two really good stories, and it's crossing over three different, you know, books at at the moment. But I wanna, I wanna see like where this is going. It's, now. it's if you like space opera, I and mean, we've said this all before. If you like space opera, if you like, you know, it's sort of like that rich family sci-fi crazy stuff that like Dune does really well. Yeah. This is for you. This is so good. Now, uh, what is hunger? Oh, hunger. That's the Galactus yeah. stuff. Yeah, hunger. Yeah. So it's what's the- super funny and awesome and emotional and yeah. you just wouldn't expect this it's really it's a prelude to cataclysm to cataclysm mm-hmm. just a galactus is here let's set the stage for that that's all it is it's yeah. like a four-part miniseries uh-huh. by joshua hale fielkov who's super funny and talented uh-huh. and it's so good i i it's, every issue is yeah. like this one had uh, captain marvel who's mm-hmm. no marvel like the yeah, guy yeah. He just comes in by the start of the issue he's introduced he, he learns his deal he meets up with silver surfer and uh, the Ultimates version. This is the Ultimate. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've seen ultimate the Ultimate universe. Silver Surfer. That and their version of Quasar. This, the o- original Ultimate Silver Surfer was this crazy guy with like rows of shark teeth. Um, oh, I think we talked about. And this. he was like yeah, yeah, yeah. this orb thing, like this glutinous uh, silver mass they, that could form. But then they kind of scratched that yeah. when Warren Ellis, I think, took over uh-huh. a book. And he's like, Oh no, 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 no! This is the real. That was a, that was modeled after the 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 Surfer and. And it was the Silver Surfer as we know it in okay. the 616. Okay. So it's pretty much that same Silver Surfer, Norn Rad, with Rick Jones, who's now his cosmic powers granted to him by uh, the Watcher. Right. And who, which is a totem pole. It's like a monolith. It's like a, mo- yeah, like a That's monolith. Cool. That's a better term. I for like it. that. And, uh, and then now Marvel joined them hmm. in this crazy, awesome, you know, fight against Galactus, who has joined with the Galactus, Galactus yeah. of Ultimate Universe into some super Galactus. And uh, they're just quarreling and fighting. And is that Jared? Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Because that's not creepy at all. Seriously, that I think I had a heart attack. Was because I'm sitting here 
We're talking. I look up. I think this face, because it is a window, you can see out to our, our outside. I feel like there's a face there, and I feel like it's a reflection. And then I start realizing, what is it reflecting? It's not reflecting anything. Oh, my fucking God. It's some strange person. <laughs> well, Jerry's joining us. Wow. That um, was something else. Creepy. So, uh, Hunger's great. Better Cataclysm is coming. Uh, while Oral is on his way back to join us and bringing Jared here with us. Uh, let's just... Let's just touch on... Uh, I don't think he's reading the Swamp Thing. Switching to DC. I uh, I actually have not been keeping up. Are they still doing the thing with the Cedar? Is that yeah, his- Charles Soule. You finally revealed who it was, but I honestly hadn't read the issue. I hadn't read Scott Snyder's uh, run, uh-huh. actually. Or I read half of it and finished it. But apparently this guy is from that. Hey, Jared. What are you doing here? I just got out of class. Oh, well, thanks for coming. I'm so glad you stopped by. Tell us, I was at, I mentioned earlier, I saw pictures of you in a mocap suit. Was that, are you Gollum? No, I'm not Andy Circus, but uh, you know, I I wanted to contribute to the uh, the workshop that I was at, so I I put on a mocap suit. Cool. And they they took that and put it into like Poser or one of those programs and made like a model? Using Motion Builder. Oh, Motion Builder, okay. What were you? Did you crawl around and act like a creature or. Or, or or something cool? No, just standard uh, you know, bipedal. Maybe like a robot? Nope. That would have been fun though. Like a like a like a beast robot. Oh my god! Yeah. If you could do that, and then they could take like uh, your art, you could take one of your hot, muscly, crazy, you know, and you could like you know give it life. Like oh my god, that'd be kind of cool. Um, well, let's let's finish up comics, then we'll, we'll visit with Jared here. Uh, so I was gonna say we were just talking about Swamp Thing. Yeah, he finally is confronted by Cedar. We learn his identity. Oh yeah, this I issue was great. Oh, okay, you are really. Idiot. I didn't like it because it was. It became so superhero-y of like it's gonna be you, Swamp Thing versus um the Cedar for the mantle of the green, which and is then the um, most ridiculous thing ever. Exactly, and then his reaction was like, what? His reaction was good, but the, the Parliament of Trees, their reasoning for this to happen was so forced to have give. A typical like good versus evil battle. Yeah. I, it, just, it was too much for you know, me. Well, it was too forced. Here's the, here's the, the parliament thing. trees are kind of dicks. The, the parliament, the parliament of decay, the parliament um, of trees, and then like the parliament of red. Yeah, like they're they're or like flesh or bone. I can't remember. They're. They they never learn their lessons. Their avatars the themselves, yeah, their avatars themselves are actually like the heart and soul. Yeah, they're just the power. Yep, and they don't care what they need to do because even though like they barely survived Rot World, they're like, yep, no, let's try to get back on top. I know we're only saplings right now, but hey, whatever. Like that's what I like. It was it was fun and exciting and. Like, you understand, like, who Cedar is, finally, and what he's trying to accomplish. Um, it's nice he's not a traditional bad guy. Exactly. He's got a sort of an altruistic sort of you know, purpose, right? Kind of, yeah. Kind of. No, so. he's crazy. He's clearly okay. the bad guy well, here. Yeah. Well, I but mean, I'm glad non-traditional you like, I can see. Guy. I can see. All, I didn't hate it. I just, I didn't think it was as good or as twisted or as funny or as interesting as the Whiskey Tree or the Murder the Poet. Tree yeah. good. Now, Lights Out has started in Green Lantern books, speaking of the Guardians. Yeah. And I actually went back and I read the pro- prologue, I guess, in the New Guardians that introduced Relic. Oh, cool. And then I read the Relic uh, Villains Month mm-hmm. issue, which was excellent. Yeah. And I really kind of like this sort of idea that the guardians uh the, the the power batteries all the emotional elements 
are like a shared resource that you can deplete. It's like oil. Yeah. Because we are so used to that just being like, oh, whatever. And I'm sure, I'm sure eventually it will. Even if they set up a new status quo, you know it ain't going to last forever. So, like, the idea that they can't use their rings as much, I mean, I would be really surprised. I, I'd be kind of cool, but to see that not stick around, you know, like, I don't think they're going to keep going down after this event. Oh, you can't use your ring that much or, you know. Well, it, it sounds like they're doing this to shake up the status quo. Yeah. And then this was sort of, this sounds like the beginning of Robert Venditti's uh, pitch, his purpose. he who he's writing. So while Green he's on the books, they'll keep with this idea. I feel maybe. like yeah, this has a long, this is a long term. Well, that's thing. good. I don't know that for sure. Although I did get to interview all of the Green Lantern writers uh-huh. on a press call for IGN, so yeah. you can go to IGN and read that. Yeah, uh, where we talked to them, and I got to ask them all the questions that did. Uh, Venditti give you a hard time about anything? This well, time? I'm probably the worst interviewer ever because. <laughs> Because they the 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 press guy like put me on the call with them, and they're like, uh, I know Van Jensen who writes Green Lantern Corps, and I know Rob from visiting the shop, so I'm like yeah. cool with them. Uh, and they're like, Oh, hey Josh, hey Josh, and then I'm like, Oh, hey Rob, how's your mom? And <laughs> to anyone else who doesn't know, yeah, that yeah. sounds like an awful, horrible, yeah, yeah. dickish oh, thing your to mom. say. Yeah, your mom. Like, how's your mom? <laughs> And even Charles Soule, he's like, you sounded like, he told me I sounded like, um, Mark Wahlberg from The Departed. Like, yeah. you ask him a question, he's like, maybe, maybe go fuck yourself. You know? uh, so well, I was like, oh my God, I should have said that, like, I had to yeah. kind of reel back, whatever. But no, um, I had to ask, I asked them where, this was all good. I asked him where Simon Baz was, cause he's oh. my favorite Green Lantern, and they were like, oh, well, we're not sure. And I was like, well, actually, Jeff Lemire said on Twitter that he's gonna be in New Guardians. Is that true? And they're like, we have no further comment on that. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I'll bring it back out of space. So, of course... Anyways, what were we talking about? Well, why, why lights out. They have, they've had the first official thing oh, where he basically well, goes and drains Oa. Well, what he told me was that he put Larflees in the beginning uh-huh. because he wanted to show that these people fight with light. And Larflees uses... The, he, representing greed, he uses the most of anyone. Ah. So he wanted to show... Look at how just, like, recklessly they're Wanton, using... Yeah, yeah. like. Without a care of just light, 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 every, yeah, yeah. everything. So everyone's using it and he wanted that at the forefront of everyone's mind. Well, the blue lanterns aren't anymore. <laughs> yeah, he fucked the blue lanterns! No! So sad, so sad. That happened last year yeah, too. Yeah. They got the planet like destroyed, you battery taken and... Hope just keeps getting stomped on. Yep, mm. so. They killed the giraffe. I was so upset. I but like I did you read the first issue? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah cool. I really I'm I like like I like it's relics like glass. And it's only gonna be four issues. I know, it's quick. Which is great. Well, four and then the annual. So it's five. But still oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I think you're right. This is the beginning of what he's doing and what they're all telling this big story they're telling. Yeah. Van Jensen kept talking, he's like I cannot believe what I wrote, how big it changes everything, and how, how much it defines Jon Stewart. Like this, is John, this is supposed to be Jon Stewart's moment in the next well, issue, which is issue 24. Originally, this was the whole, they might have killed him thing, so. Well, I don't know. Um, we'll find out. We'll people, see. Supposedly, people left books because they didn't want to do that. No. Yeah. Um, Forever Evil, number two, where baby. Uh, Ultraman snorts uh, lick uh, st- is that well, a, number one, one. Oh, is it one okay I did someone just reposted it the other day I was like oh my god this thing again um I, I, I I've always liked the crime syndicate I've always thought it's kind of kind of a cool idea to sort of like the reverse the mirror universe kind of thing I just, I'm bored yeah I don't what? I am bored he, look the, who's the speed this professor zoomy flash guy what's his name 
Johnny Quick. Johnny Quick, fuck the Teen Titans. Yeah, which no one will read because it's happening in Teen Titans. Yeah. Oh. I, I thought that was that. I didn't see that coming. I was I, like, wow, I, he totally like no, wrecked No, that them. was fun. I did like the ending where finally you see, oh, at least Batman and somebody else made it. You know, they come out of a boom tube or something. Catwoman, Catwoman is her name. And oh, that's right. The organ you hate of women. Victor. I don't hate women. AKA Cyborg in a bubble. Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, the remnants, poor guy. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. Here's kinda... my thing. There's a whole lot of pomp and, cir- a pomp and circumstance to this event. Mm-hmm. And in these two issues, while they have shown us like really cool things, Nothing has happened, and all I can keep thinking of is I have to keep reading this until March. Like, Forever Evil Blight is an 18-issue, an 18-part crossover event in the the dark books for DC, the occult books. 18? 18 parts. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. That is fucking ridiculous. Wait, wait, how many dark books are there? It's Pandora, Phantom Stranger, okay, Justice read either League one. Dark, okay. and then like one other one that I can't remember, but it's like... Is Lemire still on dark? No, Dematis is taking it. Oh, so I'm, I'm not reading any of that then. <laughs> Like, I, just, I think he's finishing up. It's just... I think they're like, oh, Marvel, you're doing your little, uh, you know, 10-part Battle of the Atom yeah, crossover. Yeah, we'll your little out. infinity checklist. We'll watch this. Yeah. A giant 18-part crossover that nobody's going to be that interested no in. One, yeah. Because Trinity War is over, readership for Phantom Stranger and Pandora will drop. Yep. Um, Justice League Dark was... Okay. Yeah. I love how, by the way, Phantom Stranger, Pandora, whatever, they seem to have played no part... Oh, the question. Shut up the for a hot second. They, they played like zero part in Trinity War, which even though they were like huge like figureheads on all the posters. Oh, and that's then, the fourth one. And then they're they're not they're not even present in uh Forever Evil. They're gonna yeah. have a huge role in this new fifty two. It's right? just it's it's a lot of flash and no substance. No flash is dead. And what? oh yeah. And I and I <laughs> yeah, they're all dead, right. And I, I love DC. Don't get me wrong. I, I do. did. But, I don't anymore. But this is just, it's a mess. And the hardcore, like, DCers just won't say anything bad about it. And you know what? I, I always try to look at the best possible aspects of a book or an event so I can sell it to people because I know that they will enjoy those aspects of it. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, DC needs to really rein it in. Yes, I agree. Rein it in. Rein it in the right way. Don't have editors changing their minds and all this other exactly. crazy shit that happens. But actually get a good, cohesive story out there. Trinity War actually is off to a good start and I do like the reveal of the, the what Trinity actually turned out to be, or yeah. three, but just what they're doing now, just, just scattershot. It's crazy, you know. Whoa, you guys do not like Forever Evil at all, huh? No, I, I'm have, I'm not saying it's the best be all end all whatever event. I'm actually having a good time with it. I don't know anything about the crime syndicate from like what their incarnation was before, right? right. Um, it's but I think Jeff Johns. This is way better than Trinity War. Way more interesting than yeah. Trinity War. Um, and it's it's dark I, I, rain. I like it's his, DC's dark rain. That's what it is. I I like it. I like it so far. I mean, I love how he writes Lex Luthor. Maybe he's, as, he's a maniac. The super villains step up more, and then we're still in early days. I mean, they haven't really stepped Mom, up and really done stuff. Two. That might be kind of cool. 
and it, but he's been like seeding like all him. this with like Black Manta, and yeah. it's all characters he's been writing right. are going to like step up during this. From but what you, I've seen, yeah. And, but then what happens when the heroes come back? I mean, I don't know. It, we'll see. I'm not giving up on it. I'm going to keep reading it. The villains month about killed me though with all the little one shot things that some did, some didn't tie in. It was right. Like, uh, you never knew what you were going to get. Some of them some were, were awful. just awful. That's my thing. Is DC's throwing out this smorgasbord, but half of it mediocre is mediocre. Mm-hmm. Some parts are good, and the other is just like the white fish that you don't want to eat. The, Where's the smoked carrot? Right. Where's well, the, the good well, stuff gets lost in the mix. You have fifty two books. Some are going to be actually. I think there's fifty three. Uh, but you know, Marvel has I don't know how many exactly. Let's say fifty-two, and I will say more than a majority, or at least a majority, are good. They're not all like great, like grade A, but they're better than mediocre. Marvel has probably a handful right now of mediocre books. They're just so much of a stronger company that right now. I think I would say you're right. Um. But uh, I just hate to like discount DC like the way you guys. I feel no, like I love a DC much. characters Here's and I love thing. just uh, Wonder Woman. I will stick by twenty four seven. Animal Man and Swamp Thing, even through the changes, have been super solid. There are DC books like uh, Earth Two, Earth Two. This past yeah. issue, holy was shit, was super great. Holy crap, what? that was amazing. No, I don't believe you. Earth Two. Okay, I, I you, didn't read it yet. I have if, it. On my I'm going to spoil it for everybody. We're gonna because we this, this no, 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 this don't is spoil worth, it. Don't oh, spoil it. No, it's Just, worth mentioning. Please okay. Okay. tell me because I do not like that book. Everything has been building up to basically what they're doing now. The world, what is it? The world the police, whatever. Oh. Yeah. Well, the wonders are basically the Justice Society. Right, right, That's right. them. Well, there's this world police thing he's been building up, and they're brought to play. All of the pieces that have been coming together with the, the Justice Society, which they're not called that yet, they're coming together, and they're going up against a dark side general, Steppenwolf. Well, basically, he has his own little, like, horseman sort of creatures, kind of like Apocalypse and the Horseman. Okay, sure. And one of them just has a mask, and he's like this badass, you know, got this. You know, this laser like beam that just flies out and burns like tons of stuff, and the yeah, world's wait, already fucking people. The world's already fucked up. What? Can I guess? Do you find out who it yeah. is? Yeah, go ahead and guess. Is it Superman? Yeah, Superman. Oh, no. but <laughs> it is still pretty fucked up because Superman has obviously had the anti life, whatever. You know, he is evil. It's like evil Superman. So we don't know how. We don't know why. But he's now like completely destroyed everybody. All the Justice Society people are out. The world police thing is demolished. State kills Steppenwolf, and he's kind of become like the new dark side for Earth 2. I'm so glad Tom Taylor is taking over, the guy who was writing yeah. the Justice Kong book, because that is pretty much what Injustice well, is. <laughs> and I wonder how much of it's him and James Robinson going, well, okay, because Robinson's off the book. I think this was the last issue. Yeah, which is uh, a good thing. In I, my I see. I love Robinson. I think he... I, I don't think he got to do as much as he wanted. I think he was bound in by some editorial constraints. Very common problem here at DC recently. Listen, but that writing on that book is like was, awful. I don't think so. I it's really like don't. Awful. It, I'm sorry. I, I'm not. Like, I will give you that his Justice League before the big reboot was pretty pretty dreadful at times. I mean, it. it but I actually and I, and it's not the Sandman. Like his writing, I think is best when he's doing like the Sandman, uh, Sandman, um, Starman. Like that right. is he's, spectacular. I, I don't hate him as like right. a person, and I think he's great. But he's, done some, I like, he's done some really good stuff. He was given a very hard task of reinventing the Justice Society in a way that makes sense, but yet is true to their characters. And you go back, and they're very true to most of the stuff from these characters. Even the idea that they 
in this universe came along after like the classic, you know, Superman, Batman, Wonder. They kept that. I mean, they they did a really cool thing, but I don't know that he had the chance to really tell what he wanted to, the story he wanted to. Did tell. the original Justice Society, like JSA, whatever, have Superman in it or whatever? Or was no. it just those characters? They came. They, they were there no, already. No, 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 not not Earth Two, but before. Yeah, original. no, I'm saying before they. What it was was the Justice Society were the Golden Age Justice, League. right? But that Earth, that didn't have so, Superman in it, right? Because Superman already pre-existed them. What about Batman? Pre-existed. They all came after. Like they and, and wait, wait, who pre-existed who? Superman and Batman were like the first superheroes, right? Okay, and Justice Woman. Society came along around the same time, but basically they got old, and the Justice Society was, you know, not old yet, but they were kind of growing up, and they were the the Justice League that came after Batman, Superman, and them kind of were out of the picture. I see. So, so if you go back, be, it's supposed to be like a world without Batman, Superman, and these are the heroes right, running it. Right, right. So why does Earth Two need to bring that ba- that stupid Batman with the red? Symbol well, he's the new Batman, and, or whatever. which is stupid. And then super, like they're bringing back the things that they took went through, like well, stri- const- like probably give it more relevance, to, if anything, with because they want to put them on the cover because that sells because no one's going to buy Gay Greenland. And how much of that is editorial saying, hey, we would like for you to find a way. I mean, I don't know. This is the thing. We won't know for like 20 years and write a tell-all. No, he'll know? tell when he uh, Although he probably tweets about it. Well, anyway, uh, I really enjoyed that New Earth too, and I love the state he leaves it in, and now you're right. If having like an evil Superman if, is that guy's shtick, he's set up. So. Yeah, I mean, like I like I said, I don't. I'm not knocking DC for the stuff they do well, like Batman, like and those, sure, and like Superman Unchained, like they're really awesome, solid titles. Batman, that Superman, I, I love reading Lemire's the, stuff. The problem yeah. is across the board, you have to grab a machete and hack your way through all the garbage that they throw at you. To get to to the good stuff, mm-hmm. like it's not necessary. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, DC is the end of the world. <laughs> it's not the end of the it's world. It's not the end of the world. I'm In fact, it's all been done kidding. before. This is the thing. It'll all come back around. Okay. We'll so, stuff. is that the last? Uh, that is all of our stuff. Yeah. But again, my goodness, we have some very exciting things. When this airs, we will have just closed out the Wave Awards finalist. We are one of the three finalists for best website. Yes. As Something that is not just our, we're not just a website, of course, we're a podcast, they don't have a podcast category. I went ahead and we redid the website. All new character pictures, so if you want to see what we look like, it's a lot better than it was. Uh, check that out. It also has all our social media links. So if you don't know where to find us, go to flameonshow.com. You got a link to our Twitter, a link to our Facebook, link to our Google Plus, link to our iTunes subscription for those of you who love iTunes. Now you can just go to the site and there's a link. In fact, it's like the little chiclet, little you know, little icon thing. Mm-hmm. Just go and click, and we got our, like a link to a YouTube thing we did. Chiclet. All of that's up there. How to get in contact with uh, the question for his questions is an email link, I believe. Check us my out on there. On there, even my blog. We don't. We don't believe it. Oh, we don't have the. Oh yeah, we do have your blog. That's right. Um, did we? Anyway. Last I looked at it. So <laughs> check us out on flameonshow.com. Thank you if you have voted for us in the Wave Awards. We're hoping to go back to that uh, little soiree they do and take first place. Yeah. We'll see. And look forward to the next episode of Dragon's New Spandex, which should be dropping in the next couple of weeks. Soonish. And, yes. uh, and if uh, if you are a local gay gamer, yes. you should come to Orlando Gamers, Gamers, G-A-Y-M-E-R-S, uh, which is having a, a... We're going to Bart Arcade Bar this time. Oh, cute. And then we are also going to have a Super Smash Brothers tournament 
and uh, have like game nights and stuff cool. at the Geek Easy and, and other uh, local game shops around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're local, please uh, check that out. Join the Facebook page to get updates for the events. Lots of cool guys in that group. Uh, we need to have them on. We do the gay gaming thing. And again, don't forget no, Skip Ender's Game November 1st here in Orlando at the Geek Easy. All free, all kinds of fun, including some karaoke and some some kind of game. Naked Twister. No? Yeah. On that, that note. Can we do that at the, the Geek Easy? On Would that, that cool? note. No. Flame off. Thanks for listening to Flame On, a podcast made possible by Powder Milk Biscuits, the ones in the blue box, a comic shop, Nerdapalooza, and the generous support of tops and bottoms like you. If you want to be one of our sugar daddies, you can help out by telling a cute single friend about us, reviewing us on iTunes, or putting some dollars down our digital G-string in our monthly support drive. For more ridiculously entertaining and socially enlightening episodes of Flame On, as well as other fine programs, head on over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to Flame On and all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes. And be sure to find us on Twitter at Flame On Podcast or Facebook on our Flame On fan page. And make sure to check out flameonshow.com for more nerdy queer in your ear. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 